three grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, <laughs> oh, geez, Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. And welcome in. It is Jobbing Out. I am... What episode is this, by the way? 118, I believe. I miss... I'm not in studio for one week, and I completely effing forget everything. I think you're right. It's 118. I believe it's 118. We'll go with 118 until proven otherwise. I'm sure Brian Powell is. I think you may have forgot everything because you haven't slept more than eight hours. It has a lot to do with it. Yeah, you got eight hours one night. I got eight hours one night. Well, almost eight hours one night. And that's only because I was able to be away from the baby and hang out. We'll get to that in a second. Anyway, I'm Glenn Clark. He is Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And he is... The main event. Another week, another jerk not showing up in studio. What a... I, I feel like main sure. events, especially main events around here, should get like motorcades <laughs> and stuff. You know, when Hulk Hogan came up, he had police escorts coming into the arena. Yeah, where was I, that I, for I don't you? see this. So, so AJ, of course, is with the Washington Redskins, and they had mandatory minicamp this week. And um, he had to come over here. We're in the studio at uh, at Aaron's place of employment at uh, ESPN 980. And AJ was like, hey, man, I can do 5 o'clock on, on Thursday. And because it was the only time that the other guys could do, I said, it ain't great for me, but I'll make it work because the other boys can make it work. And I wanted us all to be together this week. One, because we've got a great pick segment. We have a tremendous guest for our pick segment. Um, we got Eli Drake from Impact Wrestling joining the show. we got a great show this week. Um, as we get ready for Money in the Bank, and also because we were all together this weekend, so I wanted us all to you know be able to t- talk about that, and so I wanted to make it work. Five o'clock, no problem. I just got to get out of here at a certain time and go to kickball. And then AJ said, "I'll be there. I'm just at the mercy of traffic." And he ain't here. <laughs> he ain't here. I can't. I can't control, bro. If you had to go. See, the problem, here's the problem that pushes me off the most. So it's 37 miles from Ashburn to Rockville, okay? Mm-hmm. The first 15 miles are easy, breezy sailing, Dulles Toll Road, nothing. Bro, the next 22 miles, actually not even, the next 20 miles after that is all 495 and 270. And I am at, it's not my fault that there's so many people here that end up leaving work early on a Thursday. Mm, mm. I'm sure it's not your fault, you jerk. You're a liar, and I know you are. You just didn't want to be here on time because you don't care. I think that's right. That is, I mean, that is inaccurate. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, uh, AJ will be here. I think. I think he'll be here anyway. Well, we have his voice. That's the yeah, only thing right. we really care about In the is meantime, his voice. Yeah, let's get into a few things. Um, first of all, we had a great weekend. I know you, we all, we give Aaron a lot of shit around here because he is the worst. That's well known. Correct. Uh, but in our heart of hearts, we love Aaron. We do. And, uh, both AJ and I were groomsmen in Aaron's wedding this weekend. So all three of us 
spent the weekend together down in uh, Ashburn as uh, Aaron and his lovely bride said I do. Um, Aaron, congratulations. Thank you. Um, now that's the last, last nice thing I'll ever say to you. That, that's fine. That's fine. You <laughs> that's know, not, that's not true. What a weekend we had, man. What a, what a great that was weekend. It was a good weekend. It was a, really, was a real good weekend. Really great weekend that we had. That was one of, that was one of the better wedding weekends I've ever had. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was really, really good. Dude, you left early. You missed the nineties montage. I'm really with pissed the about that. Boys, well, I, the spice you, girls, I left else? early. Like I didn't, I didn't abandon my three day old child. I mean, Backstreet Boys, three days I'm old pretty, child. I, I'm I don't. I mean, I know for that. you, that's a, that's a. Well, close how about thing. how about at one point during a three day old child can't even appreciate that. That's true. Boys. That's, a that's true. That is a good point. How about at one point during dinner at the wedding when they started playing Backstreet Boys and, and we like started took... a choir? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's pretty freaking great. Um, there was a there were a ton of cool moments this weekend. If you were not following us on uh, Twitter, I, I have no idea what you're doing. If you're not following us on Twitter, you suck. Yeah. But also follow us on Twitter uh, at Jobbing Out Show. Follow us on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. It was crazy. All the pictures we got from the night before the wedding was probably even be- the be- the yep. craziest part of the weekend. So we paid off some bets. We still have some bets, Aaron and I, that we have to pay off. Uh, the both of us, and we will get to those. But we paid off some of our bets oh, this yeah. weekend. Oh yeah, guess, and guess what, guys? I also remember there's another belt bet that I don't even know who has to pay it off. But just by going back into an old show, I realized there's a bet that someone never paid off. Which one? What's that? Survivor Series, the maple syrup bet. No, I, pour, I, put, I did that. I put that up on our Twitter. I did that in my shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron did that I one. Never, I, you didn't even tag me. I owe to... Yeah, that's kind of a... I'll, I, I don't know what... I'll, I'll go back and look. I'll see... I'll, we'll have to just share it again. Yeah. We'll just I'll, have I'll to share look. it again. Yeah. Um, I still owe uh, R-Truth, and both Aaron and I owe Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim, Jim Duggan. Duggan. That's what we got left, and so we will get those knocked out. But over the weekend, we paid off uh, a couple of bets. We all dressed up as sexy cops to pay off our bet to Steve Miggs. Um, I'm just a sexy cop. Sexy cop. We were I'll the make your panties dry. Panties dry. Yo, we were the most popular people at Top Golf. Dude, I this is not even a joke. So we showed up at Top Golf in Ashburn on Friday night, and the moment we walked in the door, it was as if like um, the Jackson Five walked in, or you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it's probably not a great reference. <laughs> Who am I looking for? It was as if that one the dire- Boys? one direction walked in. Yeah, that was what it was like. We were mobbed the entire right. evening. Mobbed. It was, it was hilarious. We had people like, so what's this all about? We had a few people that we were going like getting them to believe that we were strippers. There was. Some different things going on there, but it was. I did like there was there was walkie talkie talk about us throughout the staff. The entire place was so enthralled by our sexy cop outfits that they were going on like the secret uh, walkie talkies. They had the chat with all the staff, and they had an entire conversation going on about what we were all about. Um, it it was amazing. It was truly truly amazing. Uh, Aaron did uh, pay off his Alexa Bliss makeup. I I painted my face like gold dust. Even though even though even though he bitched and complained while I was putting it on the entire time. Well, like, dude, you were jabbing me in the eyeball with that <laughs> thing. Like I was I was bitching well, I and complaining about that. Much, I don't have much experience putting on eyeshadow. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he's got a good point. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that you should have done it. I was just saying, when I was bitching, it was because you were jabbing me in the eye. So our our buddy uh, Ben Nash, he still has to pay off his gold dust bet. 
said, um, you know, he was talking about getting ready to do it, and he, I, I said, I got one tip for you. Um, just be prepared to be sneezing out black paint the next day because that's like the day of your wedding. At one point, I like went in and I was like a Kleenex and like was you know cleaning my nose and I looked down and it was just still black. The day later, I did not think about it at all. Thankfully, uh, this was a concern of AJ's. I did not consider the fact that at a certain level, it, it might just look like I was in blackface. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I made sure that did not happen. Yeah, and so I appreciate that AJ did a, a, a nice job in painting my face of making sure that that wasn't the case. But um, we had a great time. I, of course, kicked everyone's ass at uh, Top Golf. It was, uh, oh frankly, an God. embarrassing. You are the luckiest it was an embarrassing ever. performance for someone who, I, like, if we, I would say this, Aaron, if we had a professional athlete among us. And they oh, just got who, there. Who continuously play talks about playing in charity tournaments right, and stuff right. like that. And if they got their ass kicked by a fat guy dressed up as a, a gold dust sexy cop. Sounds like John Daly. Yeah, I would think that'd be pretty embarrassing for that person. That's what okay, I would think. Okay, okay, let's okay, let's 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 tell the truth now. Two of the three games that you won, you won by less margins than you had a bullshit shot. You had one shot that you hit with a driver that went fifteen feet. But because it went inside the inside loop of the red circle, a lot of excuses, you got huh? 20 points. A lot of excuses. Did you hit the red circle at all? I never hit the red circle. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I hit it once. Um, hey, hey, just AJ, if you if you don't mind, uh, you play for the. Hold up, hold up, hang hold on. Up. Also, you were all were using drivers and three woods, and I was. I never used a driver a once. Kitchen wedge and an eight iron. I used a driver and we for were slicing the, the shit part. out of that, so I never right, used a right, driver right. again. I hear a lot of stuff. Uh, take it back. You used to play for the Seahawks, correct? Yeah. Did you guys make the playoffs one year when you were there? Yeah. Now, where was the first game? Minnesota. Now, how? Just take me back, because I don't. <laughs> how did that game end? If you don't mind, could you just take me back, because I'm. Uh, well, well, the game ended. It was it was uh, negative twenty three degrees. No, I remember that. Shit. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, we were losing nine to zero uh-huh. and, uh, in the fourth quarter, uh-huh. and then we scored 10, 10 points in the fourth quarter, and we won ten nine. No, th- but they did they get the ball at the end of the game? Did they have the ball? Yes, they actually did get the ball. <laughs> okay. Yes. Now, did they, they did they get like into field goal range? I feel like I, I vaguely remember something about that. Technically, technically, depending on how good your kicker is. Well, okay. Really well, that's a fair question. How long? Because you're right. If it was like a fifty eight yard kick, that's not really field goal range. But how long was the kick? If you if you if do you remember? Uh, it was like 30 yards, I think. 30, something like that, yeah. I believe we call that a chip shot, do we not? Is that what we call that? And uh, uh, not, not, not when the ball is rock uh-huh. hard from temperature. So when, when the, when the Vikings missed a chip shot field goal at the end of the game, did, did you guys win or did you guys like apologize for that? I, I just, I don't understand. How that works. We definitely, I definitely cashed in that extra 25 right. grand for going right. to the next round. Right. I won on Friday night. <laughs> I want to remind you of that. I won. Dude, I said, I said that you won. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. You yeah. won. Just making right. a lot of excuses. That's all. Just making a ton of excuses. Right. Four games. Right. I won three of them. And I won one of them. <laughs> and Aaron is the most mad about all of this yeah. because <laughs> I have the round of rounds. Recall, the fourth game. For you guys, the listeners, enjoyment. So the fourth game, first of all, for, for, through the first three games, nobody scored 100 points. Yeah. The best game was like, I think I scored like 90. I had 97 you know, I in had the third round, game. yeah. So Aaron goes out, and mind you, through 12, if you've ever been to top golf, you get 20 shots to score points. Through 12 shots, Aaron has 12 points. 
And we're laughing at it, and we're like, this is pathetic. I can't believe you're doing this right now. Like, yeah, this it was terrible. really awful. It, it was a rough stretch. We were prepared to tell Kelly to not marry him. We were like, look, yeah, this, that is true. this is pretty embarrassing. That's true. In the last eight, Aaron went on a run I've never seen in the history of Top Golf. In eight balls, he went from 12 points to, I believe, 106 points. I believe that's correct. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was pretty it good, was and it was it was, it was the high, the high score of the night. Yeah, of of all seven of us, not just us three, all yeah. seven. Yeah, for like another five minutes, for like another five and, minutes, it stood. As and, the then, and then uh, Glenn goes out and hits a one thirty, and I hit like a one. Twenty. So you hit like a one thirty six. Yeah. And I hit one twenty seven or something like that. Yeah, it was something like that. <laughs> so so Aaron went from the best round of the night to the third best round yeah, of that place. round. Third place. <laughs> All right, uh, because we need to make this about wrestling, because that's what people tuned in for. Um, we did also on Sunday, uh, Aaron Saturday. had planned, on oh, sat- Saturday, thank you. Aaron had planned this well in advance. Aaron had planned that we would all come out to, uh, wrestling themes at the, uh, reception. And so we all made our, our strategic plans for who we were going to come out to. Um, some of the, uh, the others, uh, Shawn Michaels. There was a, a young lady who did an amazing Shawn Michaels. I enjoyed that a great deal. Um, AJ decided to come out to Shinsuke Nakamura's music and nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> um, Aaron came out. Aaron was mouthpiece. lovely. Mouthpiece at all. Yes, yes, mouthpiece. It was really remarkable. Aaron and his lovely bride came out to uh, Bobby Roode. Glory, as, as, as you should. A- absolutely. It makes sense. Glorious. Oh, that got great feedback, by the way, on our uh, social I, media. I saw that. I, I saw. I saw plenty of people say, "This is what I want to yeah. do when I get married. I want to come out to this." You know, tremendous feedback. Unfortunately, we don't have great video yet of AJ's entrance, but we will get it. We're, we're getting the DJ yeah. took video, and I should be getting it in we, the next we week. Will and I will that be as putting as it up it. on. Yeah, we will uh, share it. Putting it up on Twitter. The kids came out to Bailey. Heard that. Uh, yeah, that was cool. That yep. was very cool. And then uh, myself, uh, our friend John, and another young lady, uh, we all came out to Chris Jericho's music. And because there were three of us, we had to coordinate something in order to to make it seem a little bit more more natural. And so we coordinated. We would sort of do a retro Jericho current jericho thing and so we spent the day creating a new list of jericho and i walked out behind the two of them putting people on the list and apparently it was good enough that one chris jericho the ayatollah of rock and roll the the sexy beast himself decided to give it the old internet thumbs up not only the retweet but a haha tremendous to boot um and then that blew up a little bit on saturday which was really really fun um, oh, and Aaron, I forgot your wedding gift again. I just want you to know that. I'll get it to you, I promise. I might have to rewrite the check, because the check might expire at some point between now and then. But I meant to give this to you on Saturday. I stole the clipboard. Here is the list of Jericho. Oh, That's there we for go. you on your wedding day. There you have it. Uh, why don't you read off some of the, uh, the things that we put on the list of Jericho? All right, we got uh, tiny sandwiches for not being real sandwiches. I mean, they were yeah. fine. They were. They, they we were brought these tiny sandwiches yes. into the the groomsman's room. They were they were fine, but I just wanted a real sandwich. Uh, Correct. Jelly donut Oreos. N- very disappointing. Yes. Uh, I mean, they were fine. They're fine. Again, they're fine, but I just want them to be great, and they were not great. Uh, Top golf for reneging on free drinks. They did when they saw us all dressed up as sexy cops. Say, we'll bring you guys some free drinks. That never happened. We yep. had to pay for all of our drinks at Top Golf on Friday night. Uh, John yeah, Sheff, so former Maryland golf. baseball coach. <laughs> no, easy over there. We like Top Golf. Yes, yes. And John Sheff, who abandoned the Maryland baseball program last week to go to Virginia Tech. Yeah, we put him on the list. You just made the list. Fact. Yeah. 
uh, groomsmen dressed like cocktail waiters. I mean, I, did you notice when you guys went and picked out what it is Look, that we were going to wear? I didn't pick that out. That was okay. not me at all. That was we, all her. We like started getting dressed on Saturday. We're like... Dude, do we do we all look like cocktail waiters right now? Do we all look like we should be serving hors d'oeuvres at this wedding. We definitely look like valets at the very yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, that would have that would have fit too. But that's what we did. It was a lot of fun. What a what a great weekend. Got, got a picture of you in a bathtub making the list. <laughs> yeah, there's that, some reason upstairs after the wedding there was just this random bathtub, and I was like in the bridal suite. Like was it like, wasn't random. Oh, but, it, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna hop in this bathtub, and I started working on the list, and then uh, a crowd gathered around. It was a great weekend. It was a great week, and uh, Aaron, uh, to you and to uh, the missus, may you have a lifetime of happiness. And uh, to the rest of you, you got to step your game up. you got to step your game up because they delivered this weekend. Uh, let's briefly touch on Raw before we get into our picks for Money in the Bank as uh, Redskins tight end. And fellow, much like A.J. Francis, also... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, bro, you, just, you literally just cut out the best part of who made the list, though. Um, I mean, there are plenty of people in there. <laughs> I did Aaron, put first of all, first of all, Aaron's mom. Made I the did list. put your mom on the list, but that was an accident. I don't even. See it says that. mom at some point on the list. It just says uh, mom. I, I mean, I see me. No, you'll see. It just literally three letters. It just says mom. And at one point, it also. Oh yeah, yeah. I see that. I, so as I was entering the wedding, I started pointing at people <laughs> and just putting them on the list. Okay. And I I pointed, and I realized I had pointed. I didn't purposely do it. Right. I just. Pointed, pointed, and it was your mom. Okay. So I put your mom on the list. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. And also, also because of that, on the list there's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I see, quote unquote, best man, camera guy, ink. <laughs> People who boo Bailey. Uh, there was definitely at one point the the DJ was like, "All right, you guys better do a good job. You know, you better be extra." I'm like. Hey, asshole, we've been putting these together for like two days. What's up with this guy? And so that was why we put that guy on the list, because it was the That DJ. guy? Okay. And then at one point it says him, because I just I, I pointed at somebody randomly. And I said, I don't know who he is. I'm just going to write him. I do like how you were apparently uh, doing this throughout the reception, too. I see cornhole boards being put away early. I mean, I don't know what that was all about. That was a bit of a show. I see AJ's bald head on there. Well, again, he yeah. was uh, in the entrance. He was the last one because he was filming, and I walked over and I was like, "You with the bald head, you got yeah." That was the way that went. So it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. What a great weekend. Um, okay, uh, some thoughts on Raw before we get into our Money in the Bank picks. I, I'm gonna be the one to to, to do this, and AJ, you can bitch at me all you want. I, I did not like how the show ended on Monday night. I did not like it at all. I thought. It, it felt like something was supposed to happen that didn't. Um, I I get that like it keeps the. I have no problem with ending you know, the three at best of three falls tag title match without a, a clear winner. I have no problem because you're just trying to extend that. You, to the next. Like, you don't like ending the show that way. You, you got to come out and have Kurt Angle, who's always talking about that's not how we do things on Raw, right? Like we don't do things like that. We have finishes. We have we decide things in the ring. Somebody's got to come out and say. We're going to do it again next week, or we're going to do it at Great Balls of Fire, or something, to just end the show with a non-finish and good night, everybody. I, I, I mean, I, I, dude, I thought it was bad. I just thought that was a bad way to sign off on a Monday night. You don't think that could be used as, that's why you tune in next week to see what happened with that? Um, I mean, you could. Maybe you should have I, Michael Cole I, say that. I, I, I think if you're going to do that, I think the... I think the idea, if there was a huge spot, like let's say that Jeff did a swanton through the announce table and that, you know, took all of them out and that's how it ended, 
I think that's a little bit better. I see your point. I'm not, I'm not nearly as, as mad about it. I'm not mad. I don't get mad about these well, things. I just think it was a bad way to end I, I think the show. That, I, I do think that if you're going to end the show on a double count, it should be a, you know, a big spot to cross right. the double count. Something like out. that. Just some sort of moment at the end of the show for the moment to just be, well, all right, that's it. Like, I, really? I mean, you, you did that for your, in the, the end of your show? Like, come on, man. And again, it just speaks, it, it's so counterintuitive to what they've been trying to, to, to use Kurt Angle's character for. That the idea of him coming out and saying, we decide things in the ring, this is the way we do things here, for it to just end, and for that to be that, alright, good night, everybody, that's, that's the end of it. Oh, man. Like, Though, to be fair, they're all, to, as far as the Kurt Angle thing goes, they're also basically doing the storyline where he's too bi- too distracted okay. to do anything. Yeah, I mean, you know, fair. He didn't do anything to Dean Ambrose when he defied him and all that stuff. That's fair. There's something to be said for that. I don't I, I don't know, man. I just... I, that's the last thing that we saw on your show. Otherwise, I thought it was a good show. Like I, That's, I think, why it bothered me so much, because otherwise I thought it was a really good show. And then I was just like... I, I just was waiting for, for something there, for Matt Hardy to get on the mic and... And give us a hint of broken mat or something. Like, give me something there to close the show with, and it just wasn't there. But, um, but otherwise, you know, for the most part, I was I was good with almost everything that happened on Monday night. I am a little bit worried. Uh, Go ahead. I I actually I actually this Monday like was an episode. Nothing really happened for me. Like nothing. It was just today. This Monday, like. I don't think it was bad. I just think it was like a placeholder episode. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there there so were a couple big I, moments. There was the I, Joe Lesnar confrontation. Yep. Yeah, but that was that was literally that was the the start of the show. Right. That and they they wanted to get that out of the way before the NBA finals. Um yeah. True. That's that's relevant. And also probably because Brock Lesnar was like I want to take a flight out at uh I, I wouldn't mind getting on the first flight tonight instead of the last flight tonight. Um, but yes, that And and, and I thought that was very well done. You know, both, you know, there was the obvious, they're brawling, they have to be pulled apart, they were set as equals, and then just something as simple as Joe blocked the takedown from, mm-hmm. from Lesnar. We've never, pretty much never seen a guy in, in a confrontation like that just block the double leg takedown, so something simple like that. I thought, again, very good, very effective, and makes Joe look like almost an equal to Lesnar. Yeah, I mean, they... and, uh, and you know what's funny to me is this same exact segment two years ago, with Roman Reigns was fucking criticized tooth and nail mm. all the way through. Mm. Everyone fucking talked shit about it. Mm. Said it was a stupid way to end the mm. show before AJ, WrestleMania. Wait, 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 wait. It was AJ. so dumb. AJ. They shouldn't have did it. What happened they in that segment? Should have different. Blah 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 blah. This is not what they should do. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And then guess what happened? A- AJ, in in that segment yeah. that you're referring to, how did that segment end? Which one? The the one that you're the the Roman Reigns segment that you are referring to right now. When they fought? They didn't fight. That was the reason it was criticized. They had a tug of war over the belt and specifically. I, I believe that's exactly fight. what I said was I think I, I mentioned that it, it bothered me that it clearly was gonna cost you a certain amount of money to have Brock Lesnar do something physical so they weren't having him do it. Like I I love that there's a there is a big difference in the two things and I agree with that. That all being said, I understand what AJ's doing because it's a character trope and considering the fact that I the man beast, Glenn Clark, also knows a thing or two about character tropes. I'm not going to hold it against him because I think it fits exactly what it is that we expect out of AJ Francis. Um, I, I'll say one yes. of the. I'll say one of the things. I'm still annoyed by the fact that Samoa Joe is getting this push, and he's going to get eaten alive, 
and it happens, and people do it all the time, and no one's expecting it to go any other way. But if it was any other person other than Brock Lesnar as the champion doing it to anyone else that the Internet liked, they would bitch and complain about it. I and think, they're okay with, it, with I, Samoa Joe doing it because okay. of Brock Lesnar. When Roman Reigns comes out next week and declares himself to be the number one contender at SummerSlam, That's, yeah, you're gonna, there's going to be a – it'll all come right back. When they, I, I'm very curious to see. They're potentially. I'm sure they have a big plan in mind there. That segment has the potential to cause issues. Oh, it smells like a disaster. Now, for them. I mean, here's the here's the thing. It could be he comes out and before he gets a chance to say anything, someone else comes out and and you know. I, and I hope that's the case. And that I should think that's be a the far case. better idea. But if he comes out and they literally he makes the argument that because he beat the Undertaker, he should be the number one contender at SummerSlam because it's his yard. And they just make it so obvious that it's going to be Reigns and Lesnar at SummerSlam. Then I think what you're referring to the just the, the notion that you're going to announce your next number one contender before you've even like as you're building Samoa Joe and before you even give him the opportunity to like go do something. Yeah, I think that would cause a fair. Well, and of and just the idea that he can announce himself that. Yeah, that that would cause. But we'll Wait, get to that. Which ties into something else. I, we, we're, I mean, we we're not there yet because it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. No, we it hasn't happened yet. We'll get to that next week, but if that's the way it plays out, I think what AJ's referring to will, will come. But there, there was another announcement this week that could tie into potentially the Roman Reigns thing that they showed on both Raw and SmackDown. Oh, John Cena being a free agent. The free right. agent John right. Cena. Yeah, that's... that's... Now, look, they, they can if they want to do the work, they can cover their ass and say that that's, that happened during the Superstar shakeup, and because he wasn't there, you didn't realize it, but... It's it's interesting because a lot of my theories obviously would then be completely thrown into upheaval if John Cena is a free agent and not just a SmackDown superstar. I, I think it's it's interesting because you know as you said throw some of these ideas yep. up in the air. Yep. Uh, I think it's creatively bad because how the hell does this happen? Why does John Cena get to be a free agent? Well, again, when... it wouldn't be hard for them to say this was part of the super. He wasn't here for the superstar shakeup. We didn't, you know, like they. Can... But but why? I, I guess if you're if you're Shane McMahon and Daniel Bryan, right. how do you how just lose this? one of our stars? I hear you. I hear you. they'll have to address that. But we'll get there. We'll bitch about that after right. it's appropriate for us to bitch about that. Right now we're bitching about well, other things. Why, but, but are we all we're all in agreement that free agency in this concept is a good thing, right? No. I, I like I it I to me it's, it starts it starts like going back and forth that I, I, I didn't like. I'll make I'll I'll I don't boy I don't want to be on Aaron's side but I'll make I'll make Aaron's argument a little bit more cleanly. In order for the brand split to matter, you've got to be on the show that you're on. You can't start just having guys that can 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 waver between shows, can show up on both shows because then it doesn't matter that you did a brand split. Then you just have one brand and you're just no, floating as between no, shows. No, but no, you're you're a free agent. Un- like you're a free agent until you sign with one or the other. Okay, I have. If if you do the work to explain why you this, do, you, I'm not saying that John. I don't think. I mean, you guys might think that, and you'd all be wrong. But I don't think John Cena is going to be on both shows for the remainder of his career and never sign with one or the other. Well, I don't know I how long he's gonna. That, I don't know how long he's gonna be around. Okay, you you said that for three years. I know, and he keeps disappearing regularly. He shows up for a couple months, then he disappears again. And it wouldn't stun me if every time he disappears and shows back up, they look at the situation, they say, well, where is he best suited right now? Let's try to get him to that show. Now, it's not the end of the world if they were to go about doing it that way, but I, I get it. it. 
it's it's got to be just him, and you've got to do storyline work you as the why. Why he can do it, and why no right. one else can do it. Like that's all you got to do. But that's 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 my point. Is you're, the the point I'm making is if John Cena can do it, that is the precedence set for other people to be able to do it. Well, and then that's that, the that and that becomes the problem so, for me. Why? But why is that a problem for free agency for people to be going able to go back and forth? You make it kind of like like the kind of like a faker version of the Monday Night Wars. I mean, if you do that as a story, you line, have to make it very crystal clear in storyline what's happening, and you yeah. can't be having it constantly going back. You need some brand identity. I mean, I just this is how it ended. How the brand split failed the first time is because they started panicking about, you know, the ratings of one show versus the ratings of the other show, and they started moving guys around. And there was just no you. You didn't have to tune in on Tuesday night, or I guess at the time it was Thursday night, in order to get certain superstars because they were going to show up on Raw. So then SmackDown became irrelevant at some point because you no longer had exclusivity. I thought they never did that. They never reciprocated the other way when they started. They made Raw the Raw Super Show, right? Right. And the Raw guys weren't showing up on SmackDown still for a long time, but the other way around. Now, so granted, the, five years before that, they had made it very clear that Raw was the A show and SmackDown was the B show. Understood. So, that, so right. it was a downward slope. It's my anyways, only but, concern yeah. is that at some point you start saying, right now the idea is you have to watch both shows. Because if you like Shinsuke Nakamura, you can only get Shinsuke Nakamura on Tuesday night. And if you like Finn Balor, you can only get Finn Balor on Monday night. I like that. Because I didn't watch both shows. We've all admitted we didn't watch both shows. We didn't have to watch both shows. I don't ever want that. I don't want it to be that if I like Shinsuke Nakamura, I can get him... You know, on Monday night, because then I've probably stopped watching on Tuesday nights. That's that's not true. There's enough guys on Tuesday nights still that I would still want to watch. But uh, you get my point. I want there to be specific things that make me want to watch both shows. Although, for my life as a father, I would probably prefer to not have to watch both shows every week. It would probably be nice for me if I only had to watch one show or the other in a given week. Can I bitch about one other thing? Sure. I, I, I get that it's the, that there are unique circumstances as to why this is happening. Like, for example, I get that on SmackDown, obviously, there's a Money in the Bank match, and so there's a good reason for them to have all of the women intertwining with each other. I always get very nervous when the storyline in the women's division feels like, we don't know what we're doing, everybody go run out there, and everybody go do something without appearing to have a purpose. And on Raw this week, it felt like that again. It felt like... Inst- Nia Jax would disagree with you, but continue. I mean, Nia Jax looked good in the process. I agree I, with that. Well, no, 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 no. She was complaining about on Twitter. That. I mean, she, she literally said on Twitter she likes how SmackDown gets to use their entire women's division. But that, okay, I think there's two. I think there's two key differences here. I want them to use the entire division. I want them to give themselves purpose and storyline. Not everybody runs out in the same segment because everybody's got the belt, and the belt is the only thing we figured out that we can make work as a storyline in the women's division, which was a huge problem in WWE writing for a very long time. Yeah, I I get what you're saying, but I think you're also being an asshole because you just pretended like Sasha Banks and Alicia Fox didn't work segments with... Uh, Rich Swan and Noam Dar. And I like that. Month. And did I did I just did I say the entire time? I like that. I want that. I want you to constantly have direction and things to do with female performers. Multiple feuds inside. Correct. I, how many times have I said I just want concurrent women's storylines? It's a great thing. And yet here we are this past Monday night, and it just felt like we kept coming back to. We don't really know how to use all of these girls in, in concurrent storylines, so let's just throw them all together in, in, in one, 
and and we'll figure it out from there. And hopefully I'm proven wrong. All right, we lost AJ. We'll we'll get him back here in segment number two, and we'll do our picks. Uh, I I think you understand what it is that I'm trying to say. Yeah. And if they can split and it from a here, one time thing I get just it, right. to reintroduce them to get everybody it from back there in, and and take it in different directions. I'm all for it. I just don't like everybody one time. This is all we got is the, the title, and there's nothing else we can work with. By the way, the one thing that uh, I, I didn't get to say when we were talking about Cena, I'm a little not concerned because that would mean that they're not doing Reigns, Lesnar at SummerSlam. Are they thinking about Reigns, Cena? Mm, I mean, they obviously want to pull the trigger on that at some point. And, and that, that would mean, I, you know, you, I, have him, you have him say, I want to face yeah, a legend or something next week. I can't fathom. I just can't fathom. Why are they doing the free agent thing now? Yeah, I hear you. I don't know. I don't have the answer. And what else would it be? I don't know. And clearly that would set up. I get it. I get everything you're saying. I I can't fathom them pulling the trigger on that at SummerSlam instead of waiting to try to do that at WrestleMania. But maybe they already have something else in mind for WrestleMania. I, yuck. God, if that's it, if that is it, yuck. Let's grab a break. We come back in. Uh, very exciting. Vernon Davis, um, a Super Bowl champion, the greatest, one of the great players in Maryland football history, a man who once had a coach cut a promo on him. In fact, once upon a time, and apparently yes, a wrestling did. fan. I did not. I was unaware of that. Vernon Davis of the Washington Redskins is going to join us in the studio. We'll make our money in the bank picks next. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron. He's not currently the main event. A.J. Francis, the Washington Redskins. This is Jobbing Out. Want to see the Ravens take on the Jaguars in London on September 24th? Just go to PressBoxOnline.com slash London. You can win the grand prize, including airfare to London, five-star hotel accommodations, game day tickets, and more. Get all the details, contest rules, and enter now at PressBoxOnline.com slash London. No purchase necessary. Presented by PressBox, Sports Tickets Unlimited, and be more around town. Charm City's newest football team, the Baltimore Brigade, are taking arena football to the next level at Royal Farms Arena. This is the first ever season, and you're going to want to be there for it all. Catch a great game with your family sitting close to the field, or get your night started with friends in the Bunker Party Zone. Baltimore Brigade football is high-speed, action-packed, non-stop excitement everyone can enjoy. Get your tickets now at BaltimoreBrigade.com or by calling 667-930-0200. Baltimore Brigade football presented by MedStar Health. Brick by Brick. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Charlie Vassalero introduces you to Baltimore's James Mosher League, the oldest continuously operating African-American youth baseball league in the country. Plus, we look back on the remarkable dual men's and women's lacrosse national titles won by the University of Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Baltimore, it's time. Time for major golf. Time for golf's legends. Time to get up close and see it live. Get your tickets to see legends like John Daly, Colin Montgomery, and three-time defending champion Bernard Langer at this year's Constellation Senior Players, July 11th through 16th at prestigious Cave Valley Golf Club. Tickets start at only $20 and kids get in free. Visit CSPGolf.com to learn more today. 
A new summer menu with two great new items at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square. First up, the Smokehouse Barbecue Bacon Sandwich. It's Chick-fil-A's signature grilled chicken and new bacon glazed in a brown sugar pepper blend. Served on a Hawaiian-style bun with Colby Jack cheese, green leaf lettuce, and a zesty Smokehouse Barbecue Sauce that's crafted specifically for the sandwich. They also have the Watermelon Mint Lemonade. You can get it as a regular or a diet lemonade. It's got all-natural watermelon and mint flavors, and it's complimentary to the Smokehouse Barbecue sandwich. Get the Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square 5198 Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. Tell Steve Pavlowski we said hello and get there before August 19th because these items are available for a limited time only. Back in here, segment number two, it is jobbing out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, and look what the wind blew in. The main event. Yeah, the main event. Give me that nonsense. A.J. France of the Washington Redskins, who's here, and who brought a friend along with him for our yeah. um, Money in the Bank pick segment. You yeah, brought... the. I, he, he, he always giggles when I say this. The future Hall of Famer, <laughs> Vernon Davis. Well, let's let's get this. He's one of the greatest players in Maryland football history. Period. He's yep. a Super Bowl champion. Period. Fact. He's a movie star. Correct. Fact. I saw Baywatch twice now. Oh. It was, funny. oh. it was funny. That'll be good for his residual yes. checks. That'll be <laughs> good for that. <laughs> Vernon. I wish I was getting residual. That would be awesome. Even though I don't know if I would have let Aaron Foster cross me. I would have probably been like, we got to cut that from the script. Hey, that's why it's called acting, buddy. <laughs> it's called acting. Great actor right there. Give him the man oh, the Oscar right man. now. man. Vernon Davis of the Washington Redskins is in studio with us. Dude, thank you for coming in here, man. He's looking like Heath Slater coming in. He's got kids. He's, He's got, got kids. kids. He's got kids. Coming in here with the, the little ones. Appreciate you. They're all cute kids, though. Yeah, adorable. You're right about that. Appreciate you coming in and hanging out, man. It's good to see you. All right. So why would you do this? Like, there's no way that you owe anything to AJ. There's no way that a dude like that should just be able to compel you to come in here and and hang out with us nerds and talk about professional wrestling. That doesn't make a lick of sense. Look, I'm all about helping my teammates. I'm all about uh, doing what I can. Yeah. To, to to make people happy. And so what, what you're about. saying it's is AJ helping. is a charity case here. <laughs> you can, no, I'm you, not saying that. You can spin it that way, or you could do what always happens whenever I have a friend on the oh, show. All right, this is where I say, please tell me something embarrassing about AJ, please. And, and he says, there's AJ's a great guy. No, there's got to be something you know that's embarrassing about AJ. Something you can tell me that would embarrass this man. Well, he walks around lifting his stomach up when he's in the weight room. That's true. Why do you do that? Because I think it's funny. <laughs> Let me, can you show us? Yeah, it's just like this. <laughs> right, he's right. It is funny. See, I don't have he's that problem. He's right about that. Look at this, man. It's like, it's like looking at a different specimen. I don't have that problem. Yeah, right? I just, well, I just yeah. remember my freshman year, this yeah, guy dragging that. like 12 Clemson players across the field. <laughs> I you, know what's, that. you know what's crazy is uh, I remember when I first got to Maryland, um, the Deej had the weight room records on the on the wall. of each. And it was by position. It was quarterbacks, running backs, kickers, tight ends. And the only person to hold every single record at their position was Vernon. Davis. Well, I mean, well, no sure. kidding. And I remember watching, looking at that, and being like, "God, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to get one, right, right, <laughs> any sort of record at all, like just one, right." I was never gonna squat seven hundred pounds to get Dre Moore. Yeah, anyway, that's never. gonna be tough. Yeah, you know, I was never gonna bench five hundred pounds. I was mm. never gonna do that. Who like, had that? Uh, I believe it was like somebody from the 90s. Okay, all right, back, fair. back when you know they took vitamin shots. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I was never, ever in a million years, because they clumped the ends with them, I was never going to run a 4.6. Well, yeah, ever. sure, never. correct. So I, I knew I was I was up Shit's Creek without a pedal. <laughs> but unfor- this man. unfortunately, Vernon was able to have all, all of, of those. Oh. Nothing but respect. Vernon, what's the most you've ever benched in your life? The most I ever benched was probably 435 pounds. It's not bad. It's a lot. And you run, especially and, when you're not 300. Pounds. I was gonna say, and you ran what in the 40? 43. My eight guy. But I, I thought I saw 436. <laughs> <laughs> they, they screwed you. I do remember when I was there, someone always came with a sign that said Vernon Davis can bench press the state of Rhode Island. Probably, probably true. I would be willing to give him a chance. It's with all this in mind, actually, boys, that I have gifts. I have, and I don't even know if Vernon would be, like, even, I don't even think he'd be in the same room. I have brought... Vernon, Vernon actually hasn't what? had a carb since Whoa, what is, what is Vietnam, this? I think. Blueberry pie Oreos. Yeah. Blueberry pie Oreos. Now, these maybe Vernon would take a look at. These are salted caramel Oreo thins. Oh, yes. oh Salted thins. caramel Oreo thins. So I it's don't a, know. I don't know. I don't think Vernon eats such things. I'm sure he doesn't, but, but it is a, I, it maybe, is a tra- maybe he can indulge in one. It's a tradition on this show whenever there's a new we flavor Oreo. There's always new flavors of Oreos. We try them. Yeah. Be and my guest. You guys must don't know me that well. Huh? <laughs> you guys don't know me that well. You don't know me because I love Oreo. Oh, how about that? Okay. How about that? All right, so we're trying the caramel one first. Is caramel that the way it's going to go? All right. Aaron? Wow. Aaron? Yeah? Oh, yeah. what kind is this? This is oh, a salted is caramel Oreo thin. Oh, my goodness. This is so good. Mm. Damn, this is real good. This is so good. That's real, real good. Feel free to dig in. Oh, my gosh. This is so good. You guys want to try them? You want to try you guys want to try? The, the kids know they want cookies. Here's the thing. Ver- Vernon here working on an Oreo sponsorship right, right now. Right. Right. I got to go. I've never once try seen one. a kid turn down a cookie. So well, this is par for the course. I mean, i got to tell you something. These are pretty good. Bro. Yeah. They're really good. They're really solid. And I was worried about the Oreo thin concept. It, it works. It works. It works big time. That I, is, I don't know why you'd be worried. The, the cookie is the worst part of the Oreo, always. That is really tasty, man. That is really tasty. All right, now the other ones are the blueberry pie Oreos. I have low expectations for these. I don't think... I don't, I'm not a blueberry man to begin with. I, I need... I, blueberry pie? Give me one of those. Yeah, yeah. All right. Let me see. Let me All see. Right. Let, let me see what they're talking about with these things. All right. Here we go. Oh, my goodness. That's pretty good. That's way better. I thought it was going to be. Yes. <laughs> These are amazing. You know how we were complaining about the jelly donut Oreos that they didn't have enough mm-hmm. of it? Like this, this not is a problem. Yeah. This is great. That's, these are awesome. Those are perfect. The kids are these all are in awesome. Them. Yo, these are these are high on my Oreo oh, power rank. Okay, me too. They're Dude, not. These are high on my list. They're not. High. Okay, they're not better than the cinnamon roll. Probably not. No. But they are arguably they're, they're top three. There. Yeah, yeah that's, for sure. Those are. We've had some quality ones. Look, these are it, top it, of the list. If you did say you like these better than cinnamon roll, I I can't believe I what I just tasted there. That tastes like a blueberry muffin in an Oreo. Yeah. That's amazing. That is so good. All right. Good. All right. Speaking well, of amazing. That? Oh yeah, we got to do picks. Okay. So Vernon, do you watch wrestling at all? Like, do you care about wrestling in any way? You could obviously kick all these dudes' asses, but are you a wrestling fan in any way? I love wrestling. I mean, I grew up watching wrestling. Um, you know, when The Rock was in, in, and you know, uh, you mean your co-star, The Rock. You mean your friend. your colleague and friend, The Rock. Hey, my friend, The Rock. Yeah, right. <laughs> your, Dwayne, your, your co-worker, Dwayne. Yeah, your buddy, Dwayne DJ. The Rock Johnson. Yes. So you you've been a wrestling fan. 
Yes. Are you are you currently? Yes. Do you watch it currently weekly? Not currently, not so much because I'm so busy with football and everything else. So it's just hard to it's raising hard, all of your kids. Yeah, you know, it's, right? It's hard to keep up. Yeah. And not eating carbs. Clearly, all not these things. Carbs, to keep they, they getting? You guys getting into wrestling at all yet? No. no all right. All right. Fair enough. So here's what we do every That's month. Unfortunate. Every month. I'm looking at you. You need to start watching wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking to you, kid. <laughs> um, every month, and now anymore, it's like every three weeks, there's a pay-per-view. Yeah. And we get together with uh, our special celebrity friends, and we pick these pay-per-views. Now, your teammate Trent Murphy came in recently and made some picks. You remember and when he slapped the hell out of my chest? Do you remember that? Yes, That was because he picked better than me on the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So every time we make our picks, we have a bet involved. We have somebody has to pay a price afterwards. I have an idea. Oh, I had one, too. Okay, here's mine. Okay. We're all Maryland guys. Of course. We are all Maryland guys. Of course. Uh, great institution. We're fans as well. Most of us got degrees. Most of us. <laughs> three, Three-fourths of us. Yeah. One of us decided, I'm going to go ahead and... Just move on with my life before I bother to finish. Um, and what I need to know is, do all of you know the Maryland fight song? I know Vernon does. Of course. Of course. Well, I mean, you might not. Of course. I mean, I think that the loser or losers, should there be ties, should have to film themselves in a public place screaming the Maryland fight song at the top of okay, the Okay, but what's embarrassing about that? Yeah, I was, name I mean, name I mean, the embarrassing part about that. I mean, that. that's pretty embarrassing. I mean, I, I would tend to disagree. Now, fight song or victory song? Oh, the victory song. Victory song. I would tend to agree that the victory I, I song is the say, far more I was going to say, I don't know for sure that I know the lyrics I mean, of the fight you, song. You know, fight, fight, fight. Uh, you know, I mean, like, you know that Maryland, part. Right? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't mind that. Here's the only other idea I had. Okay. Did you boys know that they were remaking Top Gun? I did know that. I did not. Were you aware they're re- they're making a, an all-new Top Gun? Vernon's probably already in it. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course he knew not, that. He's starring. If not, he's about to work on a role. Him and his buddy Tom, you know, to go along with his buddy Dwayne. Hey, if you want to put me in it, I'll take it. I'll, take it. I'll definitely take it, buddy. I only I have no problem being an extra. I only bring this up because we were watching. My wife does this thing where she forgets who every wrestler is. Like she forgets every time. She's like, "Who's that?" And she did that to Apollo Cruz the other night. And so she said, "Who's that?" I said, "It's Apollo Cruz." She's like, "Well, who's he?" I said, "What's well, Tom Cruise's brother?" <laughs> Legitimately an interaction. Just so you know, Vernon, Apollo Crews looks like looks you. Like you more than <laughs> yeah. he looks like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Really? He has a ball, he's a ball No, brother. seriously, look at my face. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't me wow. saying all black guys look Going alike. Shot. This is not. Going this is shot. not a. Uh, yeah. This is. This is the way it is. I'm gonna show you what he looks like. Um. And so from there we found out about like I searched Tom Cruise for some reason. That's how we found out about Top Gun. Everybody knows there was one particular scene in um, in Top Gun. There was a very famous song involved in the film Top Gun. That, of course, is you've lost that, that loving. That looks like me. Thank you. <laughs> it, it was not me just saying that all black guys look alike. <laughs> Like, like Terry Crews a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but that, that's why the Apollo Crews. That's legitimately yeah. why they gave him that name. <laughs> so um, there's this there's this famous thing where they where they the, the song "You've Lost That Loving Feeling" comes into play in Top Gun. All right. My thought was loser has to get down on a knee and sing "You've Lost That Loving Feeling" to winner. To the winner. All right, that makes sense. All I right. mean, in honor of Tom Cruise's brother Apollo Cruise, right? Yes. Like that we all know their. I know he's not involved in the card, but, but loser yeah. has to get down on any. Now this is complicated because we're not going to see AJ for a little while, right? He's not going to be back, and then how do we incorporate Vernon with this? Because what's going to happen is Vernon is going to lose to me, 
and he's going to have to get down on a knee and like sing in front of the entire team, probably. Or just in the locker room. Anyway. I mean, I think that would be wonderful. That would, I, I think like that, that would be. I, I, I might just, let's I just make this enough, bet between you guys. I, yeah. am, I am man enough to do it to you in front of the entire world because I love you that much. Wow. wow. Well, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, AJ. Vernon, that is so nice. Vernon, if you lose, are you willing to sing You've Lost That Loving Feeling on one knee to whoever wins? One thing about me, I'm a man. I'll do it. Yes. All right. I'll yes! do it. All right. And you know what? Because he, he doesn't know the product that well, we'll do the same thing we did with Trent. He gets to go last every time. Pick okay, up. right. Yep, you, you can hear, hear who we pick. You get to hear all our advice. You get to hear everything we do. And, and then you get to make your pick. Because we know you're doing a blind taste test at this point. All right. Okay, um, sounds good. One other thought. Aaron, this might involve one of us having to drive down to Richmond in order to make this <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I, I already <laughs> yeah, know the, right. the, the third preseason <laughs> yeah, game. Right. I'll be down that yeah, we'll, after we'll, that game. We'll figure out a way to make this possible. But <laughs> well, I'll, I'll come down to the field beforehand. Yeah, I am all in. Tremendous. Let's make our Picks. Vernon Davis is here from the Washington Redskins. We have Money in the Bank coming up Sunday night. Where are we for Money in the Bank? St. Louis, the hometown right, of Randy, Randy Orton. That's right. Um, let's begin. What's the first match we're picking? There's apparently a seven-match card now, which I had no idea until I pulled up Wikipedia a few minutes ago. So uh, the first two matches are both tag matches. First match, the Fashion Police take on the colognes. All right. Now, uh, Aaron, uh, sorry, AJ goes first the first time through. We'll all make our picks, and then we'll let Vernon make a decision on who he wants to pick. Um, the Fashion Police are winning this match. If they have the Fashion Police lose to the colognes, I will riot. Like, I will actually, in my house, riot. I don't care. I got two kids. They'll deal with it. You know, like, whatever they got to clean up the next day. Sorry. Daddy was justified in his decision-making process. If they have the Fashion Police lose to the colognes, I riot the Fashion Police. How about the picture of Sami Zayn this past week with the generic needs a mask? That was really great. That was really great. That was generic reference. Now, if you tell me that, like, the Usos came out, out and, and you kind of continued you, that. You I, I, I wouldn't do it, and I'm not picking them. If you tell me that happens, okay, I can buy, and that's how you. I, and I can also see them picking the clones strictly off the strength of it would get heat on the colognes. <sighs> it, it would get the colognes into if you know. You have the fashion. I wouldn't do it, lose. but I could see it. But I'm not picking it. So we've all picked the fashion police, Ren. All of you guys. All yes. of us. All three. Yes. So that means I have to go for the colognes, huh? Oh! The man wants to sing! He wants to sing! He wants to sing! No, sing. no, I didn't say I'm picking the colognes. Uh, I said, do uh, I have uh, to? No, you don't have you to. Don't you don't have, have to. to. But well, that's, how, that's how Trent ended up tying Now, I will say this. I will say this. That was the exact technique that Trent used, and we all laughed at him it's with true. some of the picks he made. <laughs> And he was, ended up being the only one that got one of the matches right, and that was the reason why he got to slap me in the chest. So, yeah, at you, some point, you right? could use it. It's high risk, high reward. High risk, high reward. Well, look, well, look, well, look, well, look. I'm, I'm a risk taker, so I'm going to have to go with the cologne. There we go. There we go. I like this it. I like it. Look baby, at the baby, this guy. I get down on my knees <laughs> for you. All right, very good. Next match. The By other... the way, I need another blueberry Oreo more than I need air to breathe. Seriously. Like, um... that is insane. <laughs> Sorry. The, the other tag match, the Ascension face-off against former University of Maryland football player and his tag partner, mm. Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder, mm. the Hype Bros. Uh, I don't think you ever played with Dean because... <laughs> no, Dean yeah. came in yeah. after. I don't yeah. You never played with Dean because he, uh, he was a walk-on. He started at Christopher Newport before he came to Maryland, and he walked on at Maryland. He ended up getting a scholarship. Now, he actually uh, he was on the Cardinals and the Packers. No, I didn't play with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but sure. now you know. Now he's in WWE, 
and I believe it is your It is my pick first. Um, I, I, the easy call here is to say it's going to be Mojo and Zack Ryder, but the way they set things up, obviously, this week makes it look like they're going to split those guys up. The only question is, are they doing it on Sunday, or are they going to try to drag it out a little bit longer? I think they try to drag it out a little bit longer, and so I'm going to stick with uh, the, the hype bros on Sunday nights. Yeah, that's my exact pro- thought process. I don't think they're st- sticking together long, but you have to get a couple matches re- under your belt again before you split them up. Otherwise, it's pretty much meaningless. Why didn't you just have Ryder come out and cost them or something? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going with the hype bros. I'm going right. with the hype bros as well, but I'm also... I don't think Ryder's the one that is going to end up turning heel. Hmm. Oh, no, I, I agree with you. I think that it's going to I be... I think Mojo's uh, going to end up yeah. turning heel. Mojo's like, I had this singles run. I was doing good. I, I was the Andre the Giant Battle yeah. Royal winner, and, and I didn't need you, and now you're coming, and I'm supposed to just move right back into the tag picture, that sort of thing. That's At least that's how I would do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. There. All right, we've all gone hype bros, Vernon Davis. I'm going with hype bros. All right. All right, cool. I think I'm that's the safe bet. He's already taking his... He's taking his risk. He's taking my time. He got my time. I'm going to go slow. Uh... Pull up some pictures for this one, because I think Vernon Davis would like to see this. As the SmackDown Women's Championship is on the line, the champion Naomi takes on Lana. I, I, Naomi on, my, on Tuesday night. Both of them on Tuesday night. Oh, my God. Naomi is fine. Um, <laughs> Aaron, you pick yeah, first. Yeah, I'm, I'm picking first. Um, it it got to be. It has to be Naomi. I, I really think that. I, I do think that they have big plans for Lana. I just don't think it's quite here. Um what? Could there be a DQ yeah. or something? Maybe. Did you hear that? That was perfect timing. She said, watch your mouth. <laughs> uh, so I'm going Naomi. All right. AJ? Uh, I am obviously going with Naomi as well because I don't want to lose. I don't like that we're all picking matches the same way, but there is literally no other way to pick this one. Naomi is the answer. That's Naomi. Oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> now. Yeah. We'll ask to get her a co-starring role as well in uh, in top, the remake of Top Gun that we've now booked uh, Vernon Davis for. Um, show him Lana. Show him, sure La- show him Lana. The too. ravishing Russian yeah. who looked like Elsa from. Do you Frozen remember a few years week? back, uh, Vernon? There were a, a group of girls that wore uh, uh, cowboy hats to Florida State the football Florida games. State. Yes, she this was is one, one, of them. one of them. She was one of them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as he looks. Now, <laughs> Naomi or Lana? <laughs> Naomi for me. All right, very good. Clean sweep there. we got to start picking some matches differently. Next up. Next up, with the tag titles are on the line, this one could go either way as the Usos face the New Day. Ooh. Ooh. It's, my, it's my pick first. Yeah. I'm going with the Usos strictly because I think there's more. they can get more out of this feud. And also because your day ones are typically H. Yeah, they are always they H. They are typically H. <laughs> I tend to agree with you. I This is tricky, though, because you're picking against the New Day, right? Yeah. Like, which never seems like a... There's a lot of money in the New Day. We picked against the New Day a lot before, and we lost every a lot. time. A <laughs> lot. Every time we picked them, except for the one time they actually did lose. But, yes. I'll let Aaron be the one to go bold if anybody's going to. I will go with the Usos as well. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm fairly convinced the Usos are walking out with the titles. Mm. But... I could absolutely Lose see by DQ, DQ right? count mm-hmm. out something along those lines, and that would be very much that that would be part of their characters to to lose by DQ. It certainly or to would. Lose to count out. It certainly would. <sighs> However, I'm, I'm going have to, some guts. 
for once in your life. I, I, I'm going gutsy a little bit later on, possibly. I don't know what you guys are thinking. Oh, this guy. This guy. I'm, I'm going with the Usos winning in a very cheap way. All right. Are you also, Vernon, something you need to know about us? Aaron is totally chicken shit. That's yeah, just, that's a very important thing you need to know about what we do around here. He's the worst. All right. Uh, hey, you guys aren't picking any different. Yeah, but we, but We're we. Picking uh, first. Exactly right. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, you guys think you have all the answers over here. I'm going with the Usos. Ah, okay. All right. So clean sweep again. Clean sweep again. We That's three or four we've all agreed on. Just want to put that out there. Three or four we've it's all okay. agreed on right now. I wouldn't mind, by the way, if Vernon had to sing to all of us. I mean, that would actually be pretty great. Not it's happening. Uh-uh. Shaping up that way so far. Next. Unless, unless the colognes actually pull a, a Boy, that's going to the worst moment in the history of our oh show God. will be if the colognes win. <laughs> we all have to. Yeah, all right. Um, well, let's look at the SmackDown Women's Money in the Bank match. Oh. We got Becky. We got Charlotte. We got Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella. And I believe it's me. It's you. It's me. That sucks. You got to go first. There's, there's no answer here. There's no answer. There's no one thing that makes the most sense. Correct. Charlotte, sure, but she doesn't need the money in the bank in order to be in the championship picture. And it would kind of be counterintuitive because it feels like they're trying to make her a face. Right. Um, so Becky Lynch, right? Uh, star is a face, right? Tamina, again, you could say that she needs it, but at the same time, like, she looks like Tamina. Which brings us to Carmella, who to me is the most interesting of the group, who's a legitimate heel, who's got some... You take my pick, I'm going to hate you. <laughs> I just did the work to get myself there, you jerk. Who's got someone hanging out with her, who's, you know, got a, who's got a friend, um, James Ellsworth, that could help her get the money in the bank briefcase. I think, in my mind, that's the most logical choice of where to go with this. So my pick for the Money in the Bank women's match is Carmella. Well, damn, I thought that's where I was going out on yeah. that one. Because I, I, I've been saying it for weeks. I love the idea of doing kind of the, the mirror image of Dolph Ziggler with Carmella. You have Ellsworth as the valet. Maybe you add Tamina as the muscle there. Uh-huh. I think that package is perfect. You let her hold it. it. It legitimizes her more. You let her hold it maybe to the fall, to even to the winter, however long you want, till she's ready for it. And that's how you give her the title, gives her the heat, gives her the legitimacy. Yeah, absolutely. As far as, especially because this is the first one, you could absolutely see maybe a Charlotte or a Becky that kind of say, we know this is going to work. We're going to put it on someone we know we can get behind. Yeah. Um, but I think it's the smart thing to put it on Carmella here. So I'm, I'm going to go with Carmella. Nah. I am also going to not go with Carmella. All right, okay, thank go God. Ahead. Because you guys are losers. I am going with the one person who could absolutely benefit from this because they should have gotten a title run in the last three years, absolutely should have, haven't Man. been able to do it, and it's been a, this is a perfect way to get her to do it, and to say, because she's a future Hall of Famer, to give her the title of being the first per woman to win the money in the bank. That's logical. I'm going to go with Natalia. All right. All right. All right. So, Very good. Vernon, you have to choose between both of these losers. Pick Carmella. I pick Natalia. You can pick Charlotte Flair, who is Ric Flair's daughter, mm-hmm. Becky Lynch, or Tamina Snuka, who is The Rock's cousin. Of course, so your co-star, The Rock. Your co-star. Your, right. your buddy DJ. The man who is built slightly behind you. I'm going to have to go with Tamina. Ah, okay. a little yeah. family, yeah. Little, little family, family connection there, little family connection little family there. love, yeah. Not a bad pick, by the way. She's a heel. She, you know, she's never been a champion, sense. right? Yep. It totally makes sense. 
Next. Uh, next, let's do the other money in the bank, the men's money in the bank, as it is Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Baron Corbin, Sami Zayn, Dolph Ziggler, and Shinsuke Nakamura. For the record, I do think there is a correct answer to this one. Unlike the last one, where I, I think there's I, I, one I think there's a one. There's definitely, in my mind, a favorite here. And again, I'm using the same thing. Who needs it? Who's a heel? Who can be benefited by it? The answer is Baron Corbin. See, that's where you and I are going to disagree. But the, the And plus, he's been losing a lot. He's been taking the pins. There's a you. reason for it. it. I think Baron Corbin makes all the sense in the world. Right? And, and I have the same exact reason why I'm picking Baron Corbin. I mean, I, I, you know they love to do the, oh, he's losing before he wins it, but it doesn't matter thing. They did it with almost everybody who's ever won Money in the Bank, um, except for John Cena, obviously. Uh, but then he lost the Money right. in the Bank. Hey, so the one, right. Yeah. <laughs> it all evens out. But, um... Yeah, I'm going to go with Baron Corbin. It makes a lot of sense. You put the belt on him. It looks great for him. Um, and again, you can wait. You don't have to do it right away. Don't. Absolutely don't. And you could. the good thing with Baron Corbin is you could do it right away, and it would fit perfectly in his plan, uh, in his kind of character, and it would be able to give people something that they didn't expect to see going into the feud of like Battleground and then SummerSlam. There's a couple problems here. Uh, we're picking a lot of heels. Just want to yeah. want to point that out. Picking a lot of heels, and we know it won't go that way. They're not going to have all heels win on Sunday. Um, that being said, my choice is Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens should be Mr. Money in the Bank because Kevin Owens should be the focal point of your show for the next six months. He should be the guy that is always looming, that is always threatening, and that is the most important person on the show because he's Kevin Owens. Yep. Um, and if there were children here, I know what you would have said. Yes, I was really. <laughs> the, it was really, really the argument tough. against this. He doesn't need it. You can make that argument all you want, but he has been out of the picture since losing it. He has not been back in the championship picture since that point. And I think that they can do a lot with Kevin Owens as Mr. Money in the Bank. Now, again, it's a huge problem, and I realize I'm getting something wrong because I'm picking a boatload of heels, but Kevin Owens is my pick. And now you have to choose between AJ Styles, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura. Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, and Baron Corbin. Me and Aaron picked Baron Corbin, and he picked Kevin Owens. Oh, look at you doing research. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what? Um, you know, it, whenever when I look at competition, I look at professional athletes. Uh, you know, I'm all about being humble. But when when in wrestling, you have to come out. You have to be. You have to have this. I don't know this kind of this cockiness about you. Yeah. And I look at Kevin Owens. Yeah. He's, I mean, he comes out, he has KO on his shirt. I mean, he's just, he's the man. He's the man. I'm, I'm with you 110%. Smart man, that Vernon Davis. I've said that for a long time. I have always said that, the smartest man I know. Far smarter than you, dummies. I know that much. <laughs> Far smarter than you, idiots. I have said that for some time. That's Vernon Davis who just said that, by the way. That's future Hall of Famer future Vernon Hall Davis. Future Hall of Famer. Who just said that about Vernon, uh, Kevin Owens. All right. Well, you know what's funny is I remember I brought this up to Vernon and I said, you know you're going to the Hall of Fame, right? He's like, I think i got to do some more. I, I, was, <laughs> I was like, I mean, I can see why you'd say that, but, like, are you just ignoring your numbers you have already currently? Or are you just like, <laughs> are we just pretending that doesn't exist? Like, okay, it's cool. I, I respect the fact that you're willing to say that you still got more to do. Are you ignoring how many times I literally fought a man because they selected Vernon Davis in my fantasy draft <laughs> yes, yes. when I was trying to get him? Like I thought it was a rule because I was a Maryland guy that I got to take yep. Vernon Davis. Yep. So I thought it was like a rule that we were, we could wait around in order to get him, and I wanted to fight every single one of my friends over the years. That's so to get funny. Davis. Um, all right, now title match yep. main event as Jinder Mahal takes on Randy Orton. Ooh. 
It's on me? It's, it's on, on you. you. Pretty man, Randy Orton. Man. In his hometown. In his hometown. Where it I, used to be that you weren't allowed to win until I picked that the, the, and I lost. The, the, worst part about this, the worst part about this match is that either one of them could win. Yes. And, and I could see if... They just wanted to do something fresh for a couple months, and that's why they gave it to Jinder, and then you give it back to Randy Orton to get ready for SummerSlam. Like, I could see all that. Or I could just see the modern-day Maharaja continuing his dominance and getting an actual push out of this and losing it to John Cena on July 4th. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Jinder Mahal. Okay. I've been planning all along for Jinder Mahal to be my pick. <laughs> Then two things happened. One, as we pointed out in the first segment, John Cena's weirdly a free agent, which I feel like he'd only be a free agent if he was headed to Raw. Correct. Otherwise, he's just John Cena who's on SmackDown. Yeah. So my theory that John Cena was going to come save us, right, like he was going to save America, a little bit more questionable now that we think that he might be headed towards Raw. Two, I have picked far too many heels. At some point, a face has to win. Yeah. I'm going to regret this. But I'm picking Randy Orton, the wow. Viper, to win in his hometown. That's my choice. And and make all of those legends and whoever else is calling yeah, right. Randy Orton happy for reasons yeah. unknown. We yeah. don't. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um. Just, yeah. There's a you picked Randy Orton and a child started to cry. I know. Yeah. This is a little awkward, but that's all right. Uh, Aaron. Yeah. The I'm with you on the whole Cena being a free agent. He kind of throws a wrench into it. At the same time, we know he is returning to SmackDown for wherever he ends up going. Well, why would he be a free agent? I don't know. Well, like I said, maybe he's facing Roman Reigns because that seems to be possibly a thing if he's making this an announcement. What, this is why I lose, by the way. This is going to really hurt me. Um, I mean, it's going to be. Why I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm against the, you know, if you're going to do the shocking, the shocking title. Right, you win, don't want to hot shot it. Don't yeah. hot shot it. Um. So I'm going with Ginger here. And Vernon Davis. We're going to have to go with Randy Orton. That's my man. That's my man right there. Six feet five, 250 pounds. Who can stop him? I think now, for me, I'm safe as long as the colognes. (laughs) I think I'm okay as long as the colognes don't screw me up. Well, Tamina. If Tamina wins That's right. No. No. Not good. Not good. (laughs) All right. There you go. Those are our picks. Again, if we tie... Vernon, it's a loss. Mm-hmm. It's a loss. If you so tie, if all four of us tie. We, we, we all, all three to, sing. We all have to get down on our knees and, and sing, sing to, to each other. No, yeah, but you. We would sing to Vernon. If all four, oh, he said, so if everybody. Oh, we all tie. You'll be about twenty feet away as I'm on my knees, right? You'll be twenty feet away. <laughs> yeah. from me, right? Okay. All right, all right. Now wait a second. No, no, no. If we all all four tie, technically he wins. That is absolutely correct. So we yes. have to sing to him. Yeah, we're yeah. If we all four tie, we have to sing to Vernon. Oh my! All right, and Vern- this, this is when Charlotte, Sami Zayn, and somehow it's a double count out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's so terrifying. <laughs> Vernon, what can we plug for you, man? Um, you know, my foundation, the Vernon Davis Foundation for the Arts. Uh, you can plug uh, Sportscaster Live, a brand new app that just launched not too long ago. It's you know it gives athletes a, a platform to be able to to broadcast, and you know you have all the tools uh, available that the broadcasters have. So it's a it's an amazing app. You can plug that. And um, I'll be at Meslin uh, Shoe Store in Arlington, Virginia, Pentagon City Mall, on July 24th. Um, I'm partnering with the Boys and Girls Club. Awesome. And we're giving back. It's all about giving back. So 
That's there awesome, is, man. Which is That's why awesome. you, which is why you're at the podcast now. Right? Yeah, it's, this is just a small piece of that charity. <laughs> all he got out of this was Oreos. Literally, <laughs> I mean, all that he got out. They were that, good. Right? They were good. He now knows that blueberry yeah. pie Oreos <laughs> exist. That's all that he got out of doing this. Um, so today, this week's show is such a disaster. Like we recorded some of this beforehand. I gotta leave right now, but before I do, well, Aaron and I had a chance to uh, to talk to Eli Drake a little bit earlier on today, so we're gonna hear that next. I'm not gonna be part of the plugs. Um, if you listen to this before NXT Friday night, we're going to be hanging out. Just message us. Let us know you're coming. Yep. Um, I think we're going to uh, Jimmy's afterwards is the plan. <laughs> or am I not supposed Absolutely. to? Absolutely. All right. We're going to Jimmy's afterwards. So just just if you're going, let us know. Just shoot us a note on uh, Twitter, and we'll try to hook up with you while we're down there. But we're headed to uh, NXT Friday night in Bel Air. All right? Well, me and Adrian will be at AwesomeCon on Saturday. Oh, that's right. Awesome well, you guys can do, do the plugs. Well, right. right. You can do the plugs at the end of the show. All right. Uh, I'm out of here, uh, or I guess I'm not, because I'm going to talk to Eli Drake next with Aaron. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. Vernon, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Um, we'll be back in with segment number three and Eli Drake. That's next. I'm Glenn, and he's Aaron, and he's... The main event. AJ Francis, the Washington Redskins. This is Jobbing Out. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Charlie Vassalero introduces you to Baltimore's James Mosher League, the oldest continuously operating African-American youth baseball league in the country. Plus, we look back on the remarkable dual men's and women's lacrosse national titles won by the University of Maryland. Press Box is available for free at over 500 locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Ironbirds Baseball is back. Celebrate opening night at Lido's Field at Ripken Stadium with an offer that's almost too good to be true. Introducing the Green Turtle Friends and Family Package. Get four opening night tickets, four Green Turtle dinners, and four Ironbirds caps for just $49.96. That's a $208 value for $49.96. Purchase your Green Turtle Friends and Family Package online today. By visiting IronbirdsBaseball.com, your summer starts now. Hey, KZ here, Pressbox Fantasy and Reality Football Show with Sarita, the NFL chick. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I- I'm great. Every Sunday, 10 to noon, we talk about mostly football. Yes. We-, we talk about the college game. We talk about the NFL game. We will throw in sports, local sports, some Orioles, some Terps. If there's an important story around the country, we'll throw that in. But our heart, our soul. Of course, it's football. Baltimore sports. Baltimore sports. In general. Do a little bit DC. We got to give them some love sometimes. Uh, I guess. Sundays, <laughs> Sundays, ten to noon. Press box, fantasy reality football show. A new summer menu with two great new items at Chick Fil A Nottingham Square. First up, the Smokehouse Barbecue Bacon Sandwich. It's Chick Fil A's signature grilled chicken and new bacon glazed in a brown sugar pepper blend, served in a Hawaiian style bun with Colby Jack cheese, green leaf lettuce, and a zesty Smokehouse Barbecue sauce that's crafted specifically for the sandwich. They also have the watermelon mint lemonade. You can get it as a regular or a diet lemonade. It's got all natural watermelon and mint flavors and it's complimentary to the smokehouse barbecue sandwich get the chick-fil-a nottingham square 5198 campbell boulevard in the nottingham square shopping center tell steve pavlowski we said hello and get there before august 19th because these items are available for a limited time only 
Hey, it's Nick Cashew. It's Tim Murray. And we're back now with Press Box Online every Tuesday. Game time with Tim and Nick. So, similar name. Very similar name. A lot of the same content. Oh, we'll change that content up, you know. We'll stay with the times, obviously. But we're still going to yell at each other. Oh, I'll push your buttons whenever we want. You always do. We're yeah. like an old married couple. Every Tuesday, subscribe to us on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud, Press Box Online, Game Time with Tim and Nick. Find Game Time under the podcast tab at PressBoxOnline.com or on iTunes and SoundCloud. Eli Drake. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. Unfortunately, AJ had to step out for just a minute. But I know Aaron is nerdy excited about this. I am too. This guy is freaking awesome. And you probably don't know this. He's actually from Maryland. He's from Hagerstown, Maryland originally. That's where he was born. He is Impact Wrestling Zone, Eli Drake, and he joins us now on Jobbing Out. Eli, it's Glenn and Aaron. It's good to talk to you, man. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes. Not only from Hagerstown, Maryland. I actually flew in yesterday to BWI. And I'm right now in Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, no tough. Oh. I mean, no poop. No, it's all right. It's all right. We'll take care of that. That tough life, tough life, Eli. (laughs) Really, really tough life you're living. All right. So when you're in Ocean City, what are the go-to's for you? Man, you know what? I don't know. I haven't been here in probably about 12 years. Uh, I've got uh, all my closest friends still from high school. They're uh, guys, of course, that I went to high school with in Hagerstown, and uh, we're never in the same place at the same time. So we were all like, let's set a date, a time, a place. We haven't been to Ocean City together in probably 12 years, so we were just like, you know what, come on in. Guys are coming in from Atlanta, from Massachusetts, L.A., so it was just kind of like, let's get here, let's do it. That's and awesome. Gonna kind of you know, paint by numbers Sa- tonight. Sounds like a proper Ocean City weekend. Well, I think, I think 12 rounds of drunken putt-putt are in order. <laughs> is typically yeah. like You just go yeah. get hammered, and then you're like, what are we going to do? We're like, we're playing putt-putt, and then yeah. it's a bunch of kids and drunks. Are you pro-secrets or anti-secrets? Uh, we will definitely be at Secrets at least one night I, for sure. I mean, Maybe even during the day. I, I think uh, Saturday we're running a boat, so we might take that boat up to Secrets too. Okay, okay. here's the thing about Secrets, though. I'd like to think that you, Eli Drake, won't have to deal with this. Secrets these days, you can end up waiting in like a five-hour line to get into Secrets on a Saturday in the summer. Oh, to get in. Yeah, I'm going ooh, to assume that ooh. will not be a pro- I'm assuming that once you mention Hey, we've got Eli Drake with us. Not sure if you're aware. Impact Wrestling. Uh, do you guys watch Pop TV on Thursday nights? Yeah, that's Eli Drake. We'll go ahead and skip that five-hour line if you don't well, mind. Well, of course, that's how the world works. Um, <laughs> but I, uh, you, you know what? No, honestly, my, my thought was uh, one thing that doesn't happen here is bottle service. So I'm thinking if I go up to one of these places and I say, hey, look, I want to buy a bottle. I'll give you X amount of dollars for this, set us up. There's no way they don't let us write it. Yeah, oh, you're oh, good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. 100%. You're good. There's no doubt about yeah. that. All right, there's so much <laughs> yeah, we have to, to go. We have so much to talk about. Before, plus, plus that, that, that brings the girls over, so we're all set. Dude, as if you're going to have a problem with that anyway when you're spending a weekend in Ocean City. You're going to be fine. <laughs> what Jesus. do you mean? Yeah, you're going to be fine. <laughs> Um, hey, Hagerstown, it's such a – I was just out there literally two Sundays ago of all of the random things. I was out there to see Tim Tebow play baseball. At the, I just heard about this. It, he, he at came, the Sun Stadium. Yep, at the Sun Stadium. When was the last time you were in that place? Because it is wild. Ooh. Oh, man. You know what? I, I think I spent like maybe two months at home back in like uh, September. Uh, I'm sorry, not September. That would have been more than – never mind. <laughs> back in 2009, <laughs> the summer 2009. Okay. Two months at home. Uh, and I think they do like a Thirsty Thursday back then. And uh, so I went with a couple of friends back then. 
Uh, this is making me sound like a lush. I don't even drink that much, let's be honest. <laughs> but, but I went to Thirsty Thursday because my friends do drink a lot. So uh, being the guy who's a lot of times the DD, but, uh, you know, it, it was a good time out there. But that that's the last time. You're talking... What eight years ago now? So Aaron, this place has this place has a hill in left field. The stadium it has a, a legitimate hill in left field. <laughs> like, like you actually, sit on actually, or that you have to no, 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 no. It's like on the field, on the field, like like the old the, uh, Astros. Like junior league football in that stadium. In that stadium? Yep. Holy crap! They, they, they would set up the uh, they'd set up the outfield as the uh, as the football. Did field they have the, the hill there back then? <laughs> Were you playing football on a hill? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta talk. We gotta yes, talk right soon. Yeah, we got to talk wrestling. I'm nerding out right now, talking about Hager's now. Go ahead. Aaron's, Aaron's, I warn you, Aaron is a nerdy fan. I just need to warn you about that off the bat. You know, I was just, my big Good question up. was so much going on right now in Impact Wrestling. Obviously, a few months ago, you had the big changes, and you had Slammiversary coming up. What just, what have these past few months been like for you? Uh, you know, it's a transition. I mean, you're talking about uh, bringing in new management who have, you know, maybe do reviews on things and stuff like that. You kind of, kind of, uh, you know, see where you fit in the mix and kind of see where they fit in your own mix because, uh, you know, it's a two-way street in that sense. So, um, it, it, but it's been cool. Um, it's a matter of just feeling out. I think as far as I'm concerned, we're past that feeling out process in, in a way. Uh, and right now it's just kind of full speed ahead. You, you know, when you get one of the, look, we all know there's this crazy rumor and I don't know how much we can, but there's this rumor around Impact Wrestling What's right now. Rumor? There's a rumor That's about true. a certain professional football player coming to uh, to join you boys uh, now that his football Ooh. career is. Uh, a guy that used to play for the Panthers and the Steelers, I believe his name is D'Angelo Williams. Not sure if you've heard of him. But there's a lot of rumors about this guy. And I wonder as a wrestler, because we have a football player on our show who thinks he could be a wrestler. Like, he genuinely believes yeah. that. When you see one of these guys, it's like your inclination, I need to go get a hold of that guy because i got to be the guy to kick his ass and let him know what he's in for. Or like, is that do wrestlers think that way when somebody comes in that thinks that they can do what they do? Well, I got to tell you this: if you're looking at bringing in a guy from the NFL, you got you can't deny there's a certain level of marquee value there. At the same time, you're coming into my house, so this is a whole different area. You're going to talk about doing what I do best, better than anybody in the world, and now somebody from another world is going to try and step into my house and do what I do. Good luck. <laughs> uh, now, fact is, guy's an incredible athlete, incredible talent, uh, but uh, this ain't football. So when it comes down to it, whole different beast, whole different thing. So uh, in a way, I welcome it. But uh, if he ends up looking at the wrong guy the wrong way, then uh, uh, yeah, right. Who knows? Take care of business. So you know, and also he never had to play on a hill in Hagerstown either. He's not. He's not really <laughs> a football player. He didn't have to play on the That's Hagerstown right. Hill at Municipal Stadium. What does he know? That's right. Find 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 a find a, t- a ten year old Eli Drake running uphill. <laughs> <laughs> Eli Drake is with us here on Jobbing Out uh, Impact Wrestling, of course, every Thursday night on Pop TV and Slammiversary, as Aaron mentioned, came, coming up in just a few weeks. You know, this this run up this month leading up to Slammiversary, Eli, how important is this for everyone involved with the uh, Impact roster? Like, how huge are the next couple of weeks for you guys? Well, I mean, anytime you got a big. Uh... You know, big pay-per-view coming up. It's, it's a huge thing. You're talking about now uh, 15 years of doing this uh, as far as this company. Uh, that's pretty huge, you know, because you're, you're – t- let, let, let's call it spade a spade. It, you, every single week for the last probably 10 years, uh, somebody is tolling the bell for the death of, of Impact Wrestling or TNA or whatever you want to call it at any given time. 
uh, and and it has gone and pushed through and pushed forward time and time again. And so now I think that we're at a new start, in a sense, a new beginning, uh, and to be at the 15th year and to be at a new level from where we were just a year ago or two years ago, uh, man, it, it, it's it's a statement waiting to be made. You know, I, I want to go back a little ways here, uh, just to the end of last year, and something that you did in particular, which I, I thought was one of the more inventive things we've seen in wrestling. Uh, you're, of course, known for your mic work. You're a great mic worker, great talker. You annoy the fans really well when you're supposed to. And you had to go. Who, me? What are you talking about? <laughs> you had to go six weeks cutting promos without saying a word. How was that? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, there, there was somebody who told me they watched that. Uh, well, there, there was a uh, briefcase opening segment. I didn't say a word the whole time. It was all just patient. And they said that somehow I still seem to be the one that shined in the whole thing. So <laughs> I tell you what, if I can go in there and just with facials, I can take over a segment. I'm doing something right. Were you, I mean, what was? How do you prepare for something like that? Like, there's a, there's a lot of things you, you can. Okay, is there's it, no preparation at all. You go in and you just be 100% real as possible, feel the moment, and just go with it. Did you have a sense like after that when you walk backstage, you're like, dude, I think we just pulled that shit off. Oh, I got, it. I'm gonna have to edit myself. I think I have to pull that off. What do you mean? This is the internet. Come on, we don't have to edit anything. <laughs> Family show, Donnie. Come yeah, on. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. But no, did you Is know? Family? I don't even know. I'm making that up. It's sort of. Like we, 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 depends on the episode. Yeah, we towed the line a little bit. We towed the line, but we're all right. <laughs> no, they, what was the reaction backstage? Well, you know, it, it, it was mixed. Uh, some people loved it. Other people were like, you know, well, you know, why would you want to take away your greatest tool? Uh, but for me, I kind of looked at it as a challenge because it's like, let's take away my greatest tool and let's see if I can still shine without it. And uh, I, I like a challenge like that because I, I think if you're always just resting on the same thing over and over again, you kind of – I think you lose an edge. You, you, you get stale. Now, that's not to say I've had any kind of long, illustrious run or anything, but it, it's kind of just exercising the options that I have and kind of just exercising that range. You know, you have been wrestling a long time uh, over various companies over the years, and is that something that you just need to do to kind of keep things fresh for you, keep things going? I like to try new stuff. Uh, I mean, 14 years in, it's, you know, uh, man, it, it's been a long road. And I'll be honest, uh, a lot of it, I felt like, you know, the world was against me for a lot of time. A lot of times I felt like I was against myself. Uh, so it, it, it's crazy, but in that process, it's a constant evolution. And with that evolution, sometimes you got to take chances with certain things, not be afraid to fail with it. And uh, I think that if you go in with that kind of attitude, not being afraid to fail, you're going to fail from time to time, but I think ultimately you're going to find success. I think that's where I've landed myself at this point. Hey, man, the, the year last year with, with Matt and Jeff doing what they were doing with you guys, and you mentioned some of the stuff that sort of harbors and, and lingers over Impact and people trying to, to, to absolutely call for the death of Impact like every couple of weeks. What was it? What was it like being around that? The most electrifying thing going on in all of professional wrestling. I know you got the chance to get some rub with those guys, and, and you worked with Matt in the program. But how much did that lift everyone? Just being around that, and how like just nuclear hot that whole thing was. I, mean, I would say it was probably the most talked about thing in the wrestling business at yeah. the time. Yeah. Um, and it, but I'll tell you this: 
the first time I saw it, I looked at it, I said, what the hell is this? <laughs> so I was anyway. so confused. I was almost, like, disgusted. <laughs> I was like, dude, we are making a mockery of, of ourselves right now. <laughs> so that's when, like, we were all we were all in Mexico. It was, like, me, EC3, Tyrus, uh, Spud, uh, a few other people. And we decided to make our own little spoof of the thing on YouTube. Probably, probably one one-hundredth of people saw that <laughs> compared to the actual... Right. Matt and Jeff thing. Uh, but once I saw where it was going and saw these subsequent episodes, if you will, uh, then I was like, okay, okay, I'm on board. I get this. I see where we're going. I see what we're doing. Uh, and it just got bigger and crazier and honestly stupider from there. But, but the more stupid it got, like, the better it was. Did you? Was there a moment for you that you knew it was working? Like, because we were, I, dude, we were all in the same boat. Like, I remember the first time Aaron was like, "Dude, you have to watch this." I looked at him like, "What the f, man?" Like, that's a bunch of guys that have too much time on their hands. But there was, <laughs> I, I feel like there was a moment for a lot of people who were like, "Oh no, this, this, this is actually, uh, I, I, this is pun intended, this is actually delightful." Like, was there a moment for you that you knew it was working? Uh. I would say it was probably by the time uh, I I'm not sure exactly which episode of that saga it was, but I, I just remember after that when I saw that very first the, like the contract signing, I remember just being like, okay, I guess I guess we just decided that there are no more F's given at this point, <laughs> and we're just kind of we're just mailing it in. Uh, but, but like I said, as it went, I, th I think once I saw the next vignette that they had done, probably whatever the second one was, I cannot recall exactly what it was, but I remember by that point in time, I was like, there was so much talk behind it. There were so many people just like tuning into it. There was a social media presence that was unheard of that was following it. Um, and at that point I was like, okay, something happened. Something's really happening here and they're doing it right. Yeah. Yeah, and clearly it uh, just ran with it from there, and it was unbelievable. It, it, it's so. But cool. you know what? But 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 let's forget all that. The, the greatest thing that was happening last year was uh, Fact of Life. I mean, let's That's be honest. <laughs> Groundbreaking. Uh, nobody could touch it. That's important. No, I think you're right. Fact of Life was amazing. I agree with that. And I think the hottest thing in all of professional wrestling, frankly. I think the absolute... I, I don't know why you even insulted him by having to talk about that I, other stuff. Fault. When it's we should my... have been talking the past 30 minutes about Fact of Life. <laughs> yeah. I'm an asshole. <laughs> And, and I'm going to have to really edit this segment. But I am an ass, and I apologize to you, Eli Drake, because you deserve better than that. Hey, man, um, you know, you've been through, you mentioned being through a lot already in, in your career um, and and some different places that you've been. You you had a couple of opportunities um, with WWE. You ended up in Impact Wrestling. At 34, how comfortable are you with where you are in your career and having proven to people what you're capable of and what you can do as a performer. Uh, let's see. Uh, as far as comfort, I think in my personal life, I've never been more comfortable just for the fact that I'm making comfortable money. Like I'm, life is at peaks and like a peak that it's never been before. Uh, professionally, I think it is great to be uncomfortable. Uh, and the reason for that is, is I think that, that makes me continually push for more, uh, to do more. Um, there have been, there has been the opportunity for me to go elsewhere, uh, for me to perhaps return to certain places. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the offer was not, 
where I needed to be, where I wanted to be. Uh, and the money is great where I am. Uh, the opportunity is great where I am. I have a lot of freedom. I have so much freedom in a sense to where, um, you know, obviously there's st- certain things that are controlled, but I have a lot of freedom to kind of move pieces in certain directions and things like that, where I wouldn't have in other places. Um, and so I love that. But at the same time, it's still like the one thing that bothers me is, again, you would mention it, I mentioned it, there are ghosts of impacts past that are still kind of hanging over us. And we need to erase that so we can build the brand, expand it. The one thing that drives me nuts is I think that we're putting on an amazing product. I think we're putting on an amazing show, but we're just not getting the reach that I think that we really deserve. Hmm. But I think in due time, once we kind of clear some of the smoke of the past, I think that's going to come back to us. You know, as as that smoke clears, do you feel the the locker room kind of erasing that as well? There's there has, is there any haze hanging over the locker room, and is that starting to disappear as you get more comfortable with the new regime? I don't think so, actually. I mean, the the, the locker room's always been. I gotta be honest. I, I've been to so many different locker rooms, and and not to take away from like the WWE locker room, for instance. Like I've got a lot of friends there. I'm on good terms with a lot of people there, but I will say. Everybody, for the most part, is walking on eggshells. Uh, there, there's a there's a sense of discomfort. Um, people don't want to take chances. You kind of you're overly super proper everywhere you're going and talking. Hmm. And hmm. impact is very relaxed in that sense. Like you don't feel like you don't feel like somebody's going to stab you in the back. Like you don't feel like there's not that uneasy feeling of like I need to walk on eggshells. I need to be very careful with what I say to this person or that or whatever. I love that atmosphere. Um, so in that sense, I don't think that there's been any kind of issues with the, with the talent like that. And I know that there were reports before about low morale a couple of years ago or whatever. Since I've been there, morale has always been great. Okay. Uh, with exception, of course you've got, of course you're always going to have a couple exceptions to that. It's going to be maybe two or three guys out of that crop of 30 or whatever that are going to be like, oh, it was terrible or whatever. That's just, that's it's just life. humanity, right? It's gonna, a, you're, there are you're people with low people. morale. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you, man. I hear you. I, dude, it's, I, you know, we're huge fans of the product. You guys are killing it. And what you do is amazing. Um, on the mic, in the ring, you are a, a freaking wizard, man. Um, and, and we love it. We can't wait for Slammiversary. We're super excited for July 2nd on pay-per-view. And of course, every Thursday night, 8 p.m. on Pop TV for Impact Wrestling. You can check it out there. Eli, what can we, uh, plug for you? Twitter, Instagram, t-shirts, anything like that? Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at the Eli Drake, uh, and of course you can go to my prowrestlingtees.com/slash Eli Drake store. Uh, all kinds of nice new stuff up there, and then don't forget that Dummy Button app is available on uh, Android and iOS for your iPhone, Android phone, all that stuff. Gonna so have to go ahead, jump in there, grab at it, get at it, dummy. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do that now. I'm a dummy. I'm going to go ahead and pick it up right now. Hey, That's right. Uh, Eli, dude, seriously, you're killing it, man. We uh, really enjoy chatting with you. Uh, enjoy your weekend in uh, Ocean City. And, um, We're jealous. Uh, yeah, if, if, you get, if you get Thrasher's fries more than five times, then you're in trouble. But I think if you keep it within five, you're good. I'll be lucky if I get it once, honestly. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Hey, Eli, thanks so much for doing this, man. We really appreciate it. Of course, thank you guys. Well, that was awesome, Eli Drake. Dude, I'm telling you, when we were talking about EC3, like the rise of EC3, we yeah. were talking about him a lot of the same ways we, we should be talking about Eli, and, and a lot of people are talking about Eli Drake. He is going to be a star in the very near future. I'm really pumped to see uh, the next few months what he does. I mean, 
I'm excited too. I'm excited to see him. I haven't seen much of his of his matches, but everybody that talks about him says he's good. So yeah, I mean, fantastic on the mic. As as we talked about, you weren't you weren't there. We were talking about how he had to do six weeks of promos without talking, which I mean, he just showed his range in that. It was it was wonderful, and uh, he's he's definitely decent in the ring. He's not you know he's not going to blow anybody away, but he's very good in the ring. Uh, it would not surprise me, and he kind of alluded to it. WWE has not forgotten about him. It would not shock me to see him there in the future. Uh, so people, like the Internet fans, like Eli Drake? Yes, they even, like Eli even, Drake. Even though he's not the best guy in the ring? Is that possible? Is that is that possible? <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even say anything. I, just, I was just wondering. I was just wondering when it matters that someone is a technical, like, wizard, and then when it doesn't matter, it's just weird to me how it's so, like, pick and choose kind of thing. It's whatever. It's, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. It's, it's amazing. Kind of, it's kind of like how nobody talks about how Alexa Bliss was never a wrestler before WWE. And now they talk about they don't have to – she didn't have to travel around the indies for 10 years and all the smarts love her. It's weird. It's weird. It's almost, even, though she, even though she passed over people that did travel around in the indies, you know, for a very, very long time. And nobody cares about that because, you know – it's just, we just decided we like her. It's weird. Continue. It's weird. Speaking of uh, Smarks and people kind of going off and doing their own thing, uh, while we were in Leesburg, while we were at my wedding, uh, the internet blew up when they saw the second match between Okada and Kenny Omega, uh, the entire show of Dominion, New Japan. Fantastic. Dominion's one of their big shows every year. And uh, this was no different, that last match. Fantastic match. Of course it was. Uh, ended up, do you want me to tell you the result? Yeah, or? sure. It ended up going to a time limit draw, which is interesting. Wow. Um, and again, really good match. You know, it, it had kind of the ups and downs at what most. What was the time limit? 60 minutes. So oh, had, my God. It had the ups and downs at most. Kind of, You know, like the first half hour, if, if someone was to tell me. Did Gorilla Monsoon come out and say that they had to, they had to restart <laughs> the match? No, they, they did not. Death? Uh, they did not. Um, the first half of the match, it was very slow. Obviously, they were saving their energy for the end. Okada, as far as sequencing goes, I think he might be the best in the world. Just, you know, going from one move to another. Kenny Omega is wonderful, of course. Everyone loved it, said it was one of the best matches they ever saw. Um, I thought it was great. I thought, I, I had questions about the finish simply because of the way it was built. You had Okada win, you know, even though it took 55 minutes last time, he won, he won cleanly in the first match. The build was the build was a little weird for a number of reasons. One, because they kept referencing the fact that even though Okada won, it, it was basically like, it was almost a little too meta where they were talking about, you know, it was the best match you've ever had and you had to have me as your opponent. That's what Kenny Omega was saying, which was a little bit weird that uh, he, they were going that route. And then this time, the ending was, you know, with 10 seconds or 20 seconds left, Okada hits the tombstone, hits the rainmaker in the middle of the ring, and he's... As the champion, he's crawling over to make the decisive pin, and the time runs out on him. So he wins, he retains the title, and then the draw where he's, like, if it was 30 seconds more, he would have won again. I'm not exactly sure where they're going. Just they're that, probably just going to do another match. But why, would, why wouldn't you have, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you have Kenny be the one to because hit? Because then now you can just say, Kenny, just say, you never pin me. You but never but he, did, me. he did beat him. He beat him back I'm at Wrestle about, Kingdom. I know, but in the last match, I'm saying. Right, I know. But I guess, you know, in, in if you're thinking about it, what does Okada have to prove? He beat him once cleanly. He should have won this one. Just it was it was weird in that case. Or actually, I mean, if I'm if I'm booking it, um, because I can probably see why they didn't want they don't like Okada to look vulnerable like that. I would have had maybe Kenny kick out at the last second there, and that's how it ends up being a draw. So there's a you know you can't beat me thing. In this case, it was just like well he would have beaten you. He's already beaten you once. So the finish was weird to me. Just in that, I don't know exactly what they're setting up. 
but um again, a great match. You should see it. It's all if you if you Google Okada, you know Okada Omega Dominion will pop up on Daily Motion. You should watch it. The rest of the card was wonderful as well, and uh, it sets up actually the the New Japan special in the U.S., which is happening in a few weeks, and that the card for that just came out. And it was interesting simply because so much of it is built around American wrestlers. You know, this is the first time New Japan has wrestled a card under their own banner. You know, they've done the Ring of Honor stuff before. And then, you know, you have, uh, for the IC title on the second night, Tanahashi defending against Billy Gunn, like, who's not big, but, you know, you can see they're thinking that, oh, you know, he's an American name that people know. And when it's Japan trying to make true inroads in the U.S., I question that thought process there, having so many Americans involved. You know, you have... I mean, there's very few matches that even involve two Japanese guys on the whole thing. Uh, Cody gets a shot at the title against Okada. Elgin versus Omega. There, there is Ishii versus Naito, which is, and and not to say that these matches are going to be bad by any stretch. They're all good. It's just an odd way of building the card, not necessarily around the the Japanese talent and more around. I don't see it like that. I see it as they're trying to get maximum amount of eyeballs to their product. Right. And so, like, they're going to highlight their product in every single one of those matches already. So why not use every match as an opportunity to get people over there? Like, is Billy Gunn, is, are there people that are going to tune in to see Billy Gunn wrestle? Probably. Is it 10,000 people? Probably not. But, like, is Billy Gunn a bigger draw than random Japanese wrestler B? I mean, probably. In America. In Amer- and, and that's what they're, they're definitely thinking in America what's going I just wonder, you know, because... People are thinking that this is going to be, you know, their spot to make the inroads. This is going to show, you know, this is what New Japan's all about. And to have Billy Gunn in a high-profile match when you're trying to show this is what it's all about, I, I, I understand their thought process there. I kind of disagree with it. I mean, Billy Gunn's going to lose to a yes. Japanese wrestler. Yes, he's going to lose to Tanahashi. Of course he is. So that's kind of them making the point that we're better than you. That's basically Fair. what they're saying. Like, Cody's not going to win. It's interesting with Cody's Cody. Not Probably not, but he's definitely like he was part of that. He, that was one of the cool parts. Is uh, at one point during the match, like Omega was getting his ass kicked, and uh, Cody came out with a towel and like thought about throwing in the towel, and the Young Bucks stopped him. So you're kind of building that up, and Cody's also getting a Ring of Honor title shot. So he's been you know building up. I can be a you know a dual champion by the end of this month. Do I expect it? No. He can be a dual champion. He's probably going to be neither. Oh, I think he's going to win the Ring of Honor title. Maybe. I think he's going to win the Ring of Honor title. And I think he's going to win the IWGP title soon. Might not just be, just might not be here. Um, so yeah, that, that was my thoughts about Japan. Uh, you know, exciting time and G1's going to start up soon. This is kind of the kickoff of the G1. They won't have any G1 matches, but it's called a G1 like pre-special basically. So, uh, excited to watch New Japan over the next couple months. As you should be. Um, the other thing that's not directly wrestling related, but we've talked enough about UFC and, and some of these guys involved. Uh, we're getting Floyd versus Connor. Floyd versus Connor. It's actually going to happen. And what's crazy to me is the fact that, um, by the way, if you're listening to this and you would like to place a wager on Connor McGregor, we we will both gladly take these bets. Absolutely, I will get like it, it's we, plus, plus even <laughs> even tell me like even if you don't want to do even money, like I think it's plus seven hundred in Vegas right now. Like, I'll give you that. Tell me, tell me your odds. Like, tell me what you are willing to bet. Like, I, I'm willing to. I, I'll say this. I've, Floyd is 49 and 0. I've been on Floyd no less than a dozen, more than eight, no less than at least a dozen times. Probably more than a dozen times. And I've never lost. Never. 
I've never well, lost a bet once. Because that, has he lost at all? He's never lost. And he's a boxer, right? He's a boxer. And, and this is a boxing match? And it's a boxing match. Huh. And here's the crazier part about it. People, if here's what uh, people don't understand. Boxers make more money than UFC fighters. Fact. That's why Conor is doing this. If Conor McGregor could have cut it as a boxer, he would have been a boxer. He wouldn't have been a UFC fighter because then he wouldn't have had to worry about Nate Diaz choking his ass out. He would have just been a boxer because, truthfully, that's what he is in UFC. He is a boxer in UFC, and he's the best in his weight class at boxing in UFC. In either weight class that he's won a title, there's nobody that can fuck with him. That's the truth, and I love Connor. Connor is entertaining. He's one of my favorite athletes. He is going to get dismantled by Floyd. Uh, I mean, this is all about the bill. This is all about the press conferences. This is about the entrances. This is about everything until they ring the bell. Have you ever seen the movie Great White Hope? I have not, okay, but go, I, I'm familiar with it, of Go course. watch the movie Great White Hope. This is literally the premise of Great White yes. Hope. Literally the premise of Great White Hope, except for instead of... The guy being a UFC fighter, he's a guy who was undefeated as an amateur. Right. But never really turned pro. And the build was all around, oh, it's this white guy from Ireland, mm -hmm. and we're going to push him, and he's going to be the reason to knock out Damon Waynes, whose character's nickname is the Grim Reaper, which is the greatest fucking boxing nickname ever. It's and pretty strong. And he comes out into the ring in the Grim Reaper hood. It's the coolest thing ever. It's a hilarious movie. You should go watch it. It's called The Great White Hope. Um, Samuel L. Jackson plays the basically Don King type character, and it's just an all-around fantastic movie, and you will laugh so hard because you're going to see the exact same build to this fight. I mean, it's it's going to be, it, it's a WWE match, like, like let's be yes. very clear, this is a WWE build, and it wouldn't shock me if Floyd kind of treats the first couple rounds as basically, you know, a WWE match or Apollo Creed in the first Rocky or whatever, where, yeah. you know... He's treating it as an exhibition, basically, and honestly, like, if you want me to create a way where Connor might win, it's simply that Floyd wants to make it more than two rounds. Yes. And he gets just, no, he gets I, caught. No, but here's the thing, though. I, I don't fall into that because I don't think Floyd could knock out Connor either. Floyd's old, man. Don't get me wrong. Like, Floyd is past his prime. Floyd is fighting Connor for a reason because he wants to get the 50 and 0. He wants to get the record. And he wants to get that money. And he wants to get the money. But he doesn't want to have to risk everything for it. Right. Because, realistically, anyone he would have to fight at this point, short of maybe Amir Khan, I don't... I, I think Floyd could win, and I would probably bet on him, but I could see a situation in which he would lose. You get what I'm saying? Right, right, right. So, like, against Connor, there's no chance he loses. I No, there's no chance. And I, because I was of that, he's going 50-0. He's going to break Rocky Marciano's record. And he's going to go down as statistically and financially the greatest boxer of all time. And he's going to be able to talk shit until he's blue in the face, which is all he really wants to be able to do. So I understand why he did it from a business standpoint. I understand that it's going to be a huge sell. I understand that it might even possibly be the biggest pay-per-view box office fight in history. Yes. Um, I can't imagine why because I'm gonna, I, I refuse to pay for this on HBO or pay-per-view or whatever. I have to watch this in a bar because I know it's different when you know you're like, if, right? I'm not gonna go into it knowing I'm not gonna get my money's worth and still spin it. Like when I now I'll go to over to a friend's house. We all pool in. Yes. We all throw down ten yeah, bucks or something. Yeah, that's yeah. different. But like, 
I'll buy a UFC card, like, even if I don't even like, like, even if the the the, the main event isn't like a big match. Because you in UFC, dude, you never know what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Guys get knocked out all the time in in five seconds. So it's it's worth it even if nothing, like, even if the fights aren't, aren't even if the top fights aren't good, there's always fights with knockouts and bloody people and submissions. There's always like that. But in boxing, if I'm paying, I don't, I'm, I mean, unless they put, I mean, who else could they put on that card to make it interesting? I, I mean, right now it's just that you don't know many of the boxers outside the top guys. That's one of the big things is that boxing, you know, doesn't have a ton of depth. If they found a way to put Anthony Joshua on that card, I don't know if he would take an undercard because he's the heavyweight champ of the world. Right, like that's the thing. But, I mean. Maybe to be part of it. I mean. I mean, he would probably. I mean, let's the, be the, honest. The problem, two his, months notice right now, is he taking a match with two months notice? Probably, because he's probably going to get paid more in that. I mean, yeah, you'd, ha- you'd <laughs> have to shell out a whole ton yeah. of money. I mean, he's going to, let's be honest, Anthony Joshua, he's, he's great. He's one of the best heavyweights in a very long time, but I think. Him main eventing a card is never going to make more money than him being the match before Floyd goes on. Yeah, financially, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if he was smart, he would find a way to get on that card. But short of that, I don't I don't understand why people are, are so – I've seen people on my Twitter feed telling me that they think, you know – Connor's got a puncher's chance. No, the fuck he doesn't. If you want, again, if you want to tell me there is a one in fifty chance of him, it's not catching... even that much, dude. Connor, I mean Floyd has fought forty nine of the best boxers in the world. Look, I'm just saying. No, 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 no I'm just saying. Forty. I'm not saying against you. I'm just saying in general. Floyd has fought forty nine of the best boxers in the world. Only one of them has ever even knocked him down, and that guy lost that fight. Okay. Every other person's never knocked him down. And he's never even, like, he never even sm- smelled a seven count. Yeah. So to say that Connor's going to come in as an unpolished boxer and knock Floyd out is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life. And, and, and that's the big thing. You know, yeah, he might be classified as a boxer in UFC. He's not a boxer. He's not. Because if he was, he'd be boxing. Yep. Because if he was a boxer, he'd make more money. Trust me, especially with that mouthpiece, he'd make way more money. He'd, oh, yeah. he'd be, first of all, he'd be... He's a dirty boxer is what he is. He'd be Floyd, but he'd be white. So actually, yeah. a lot of people would like him. Yes. <laughs> a lot of people that don't like Floyd, well, there's a lot of reasons people don't like Floyd. But there are some people that don't like Floyd because he's a smart mouth black dude. Yep. And that happens. That happens in all sports. But... Connor would rake in Cheddar as a boxer, and he can't do that because he's not good enough. And now he's going to fight the greatest boxer we've ever of our generation. It's not going to look good for him. The best part about it, though, supposedly, probably, Mauro Ranallo will be on the call for that. Dude, if Mauro's on the call, I, I will shell out sixty bucks. I mean, that that would be <laughs> so good just to hear him. I mean, and quite frankly, he should like even if is if, JBL going to be on the call too. I don't think JBL will be. I don't think so. I mean, granted, I don't know. But maybe Floyd has a thing with JBL and wants him in on the Imagine uh, they call Morrow and, and JBL. And a JR to come in and do that. Yeah, that no, wouldn't suck. That would not be terrible. That wouldn't suck. Oh, All right. So I think that just wrap, about wraps up the show here. Uh, of course, thank you for Vernon Davis and all of us kids for coming in. Thank you to Eli Drake. AJ, what do you got coming up? Um, so uh, I'm going to be at Awesome Con with you on Saturday. Yep. Um, I also have... Two singles dropping on all streaming services, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Google Play, 
Um, if you're in Africa listening to this, it's on Boomplay. It's literally on everything that you could possibly have. Pandora. They're called YBNP and Right Thing. I would suggest that you go check them out. They're going to be great. Um, you can go on my Twitter page at AJFrancis410, and I'll be posting about them. We'll have links there. It'll be on my uh, Instagram page at Francis underscore sports. There'll be a lot going on there. Um, it's just an all-around great time to be me. I'm blessed, very, very blessed. And um, my dad is kicking back up the Francis Sports Academy uh, skill sessions on the weekends. Uh, he just got done doing a camp at his high school. Uh, it was a great time. I'm going to be talking to the kids there tomorrow morning. Um, so you can go to Francis underscore sports on Instagram to check out not only just my music, but also what we're doing at the Francis sports Academy. If you want to get in contact with us and, uh, get some training for your kid, uh, it's Francis underscore sports on Instagram and Francis underscore sports on Twitter. So, you know, I'm just, I'm actually about to go perform. I about to go perform both of those songs at a nightclub called Pure Lounge in D.C., literally leaving here to go do that because I'm kind of a big deal. I tell you guys I'm the main event, and I mean it. Nice. Anyways, we are on Twitter at Jobbing Out Show. You can email us jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. I, like AJ said, I'm going to be at AwesomeCon on Saturday. I will be moderating the Q&A with two people that you've definitely heard of, Charlotte Flair and Shinsuke Nakamura. Tickets are going fast, so I might even get them in advance on Saturday. Uh, David Tennant's going to be there on Saturday. It's a huge deal in the nerd world, if you're not aware of that. Stan Lee's going to be there. Yeah. Um, Stan Lee is like 300 bucks to take a picture with him. It's it's He's a big deal. I mean, you think you're is, a big deal? Stan Lee is a big deal. All these fucking great movies that we've, get, we've been given? Absolutely. I, I, uh, I've been following Ben on Twitter, and he's been putting out the pictures of you know everything that's been going up. And it, there's a whole Marvel section with like props and costumes from that's the movies sick. and stuff. Uh, I went I'm, going, last, I'm going with my little sister, and she's a nerd, too. It's, it's going to be like... Even beyond the panels and everything, just walking around the artist, walking around the, you know, the collectibles and stuff yeah. is such an amazing experience. Yeah. Like, you, you just gotta bring extra money because you'll be like, oh, look at this one of a kind pop of whatever, you know, yeah. this exclusive pop. I have to pay 300 bucks for this. You know what's crazy is, um, uh, just last night, just speaking of Nerd World, because I know you'll appreciate this. I don't know how many of our listeners have ever seen the show Arrow. If you haven't, Watched Arrow, and you want to one day watch Arrow. It's one of the best television shows that have been put out in the last decade. Um, I love it. You would love it, too. Spoiler alert. Don't listen to what I'm about to say if you haven't seen Skip ahead a minute season here. two. <laughs> uh, my sister just last night watched the Moira scene mm. in season two, episode 20. Mm-hmm. And she literally called me sobbing. I was like, I was like, yeah, you realize that Moira is simultaneously the worst mom ever and, and the, the best. greatest yes. mom. Oh, but that, that's ever. kind of everybody on that show. <laughs> and uh, speaking of wrestling and comics, uh, one of one of the guys I know, uh, Mike Kingston, he's a really good dude. He does the Headlocked comics. It's a wrestling comic book, and Jerry the King Lawler will be at his table. So in addition to Charlotte, in addition to Shinsuke. Jerry the King Lawler will also be doing uh, autographs and pictures all weekend over at his booth. So go check that out. Headlock Comics, Mike Kingston, check all that out. And uh, so come find us and say, hey, uh, we'll be, the panel's at 2.30 on Saturday. We'll both be there, and that will be walking around. And there's wrestling panels all weekend long. So uh, if you happen to be there Friday, if you happen to be there Sunday, go check those out. And I'll be wearing my Shinsuke shirt as a huge mark. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> huge mark. Don't care. 
Huge Mark, don't care. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I, I haven't figured out exactly what I'm wearing yet. If this. I didn't know Shinsuke was going to be there, I wouldn't wear my Shinsuke shirt. I'd wear, like, one of my comic book shirts. But knowing that I'm going to see Shinsuke, I'm going to wear my Shinsuke shirt. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. I don't blame you one bit. <laughs> Especially if you're paying for a picture, you might as well wear a Shinsuke shirt. Well, I'm not paying for a picture, but... Oh, <laughs> really? I'm surprised. I no, thought you it, it was just too much. It was like, I'm bringing my sister with me. It's you like, didn't want to wait in line yeah, or, or pay for the VIP. Okay, yeah, no, th- okay yeah. I get it. I hear you. I hear you on that one. So, yeah, just come find us at AwesomeCon. We'll be there. Uh, if you're going to be there Sunday, you don't know where we are, tweet me. I'll be there walking around all day Same. on Sunday and stuff and on Saturday. So uh, hopefully we'll see you there. Uh, again, once again, thanks to Vernon Davis of the Washington Redskins, the future Hall of Famer. Absolutely. Thanks to Eli Drake, who's going to have a huge match at Slammiversary. We're not allowed to officially say what it is, but go online. You can find out what it is. And uh, he's going to be in the mainstream eye very, very quickly. I can't wait to see what he has in front. So for Glenn Clark, for the main event. Agent. Vent. Vent. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. I'm Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. This has been Jobbing Out. Jobbing Out.